Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination. Welcome to the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad Podcast for the week of February 25th, 2019. This week on the show, we're going to be talking about Calgary, the announcement that uh, Jason Reitman's Ghostbusters 2020 will be filming in Calgary. What does that mean for the production and what does that mean for creative behind it? Also, we're going to be talking about that whole fan fest thing. Yes, details have been announced, but what are they? Stay tuned. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the keymaster? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. I'm going to save the second beer. I think at some point in the middle of the the show here, you're just going to hear a can pop. <laughs> you're going to know when I've had to dip into the second beer. Yeah, well, the minute I hear a can pop, there's a chance you may hear me go, I need to run upstairs and go. I'll be right, right back. Troy, you I'll talk for a second. Yeah. Uh, you can't see me, but I'm doing the stretch it out motion with my hands. Well, so the, so the funny thing is, so I, I had all the things that I thought we were going to talk about um, this week that are now in our welcome and warm-up uh, part of our rundown. <laughs> like, what I thought were going to be the discussion <laughs> topics are no, now, kind of like... Crammed together into... I thought that I thought we were going to have... This This week was going to be an episode all about um, how you dove into Muppet Babies and, uh, and, and, and went looking for all of the Ghostbusters references because somebody on, on the Twitter account... Uh, Hit, hit you up and was asking if you, you knew and then you did a deep dive um, uh, yeah well uh, it didn't go that way and the celebration here is that that's because for once the big news dropped you know a few hours before we recorded rather than say the morning after yeah. which is the way it's been going for a while well yeah I mean that's that's the problem is uh at, True, true to how things have always gone with this podcast. Uh, Monday's episode released. Tuesday was the big bombshell fan fest news, uh, and then I thought, oh boy, all right, so we got a ton to talk about. Then Wednesday, a whole bunch of stuff happened, including uh, Production Weekly's announcement about uh, Ghostbusters 2020, and um, so, so needless to say, we have a lot to talk about in this episode. Tons, tons, and tons, and tons. Which also means I don't think we're going to get to talking about the Howie Weed interview again. He is quickly becoming our Matt Damon on this uh, here podcast. Uh, so stay tuned. Maybe we can talk about Howie Weed and the ILM uh, interview on uh, Docking Bay 94. Or Talking Bay 94, I should say, uh, yes. next week. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, even the fact... I, it was Bill and Ted's 30th anniversary, so I, I watched... Yep. God help me! I watched the live-action show, and I noticed that they used some of uh, Columbia Pictures' stock footage from Ghostbusters One in it. Yeah, uh, which was right out of that. Do you remember several umpteen years ago? Like 
the it kind of opened up publicly. Do you remember? And yeah, all of their stock footage, including like the 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 bridge shots, uh, all the aerial yeah. photography, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and this this particular people tripping over. Uh, I remember that one, right? It's not the jumping over cab scene that we remember from the movie. It's one of these stock bits. That yeah, they, it was uh, a stock. It was like an off angle that they shot with ever whatever the b or c camera for ghostbusters but uh but anyway but but that's not what we're here to talk about this week oh no. chris tour <laughs> oh no um all right so let's uh let's do it let's get into the news and the news is going to be a doozy here we go with the news hey guys peter i have some news from the world of gozer i got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head multiplanar curly and emanation now well here's your next month's cover of gq check out the aura on this sucker Well, all right. So let's do this, Chris. You and I last week, uh, we determined that we were going to come up with a new way of uh, presenting kind of like the tidbits of Ghostbusters 2020 uh, news uh, here. So um, you want to do this? You want to you want to just launch into our new segment and then we can get into the actual discussion. The segment within the segment, the sub segment. Good evening. I'm Troy Benjamin. And I'm Chris Stewart. And I'm Troy Benjamin, and this is Ghostbusters 2020. From the Crossrip Studios around the world and into your ears, the news items that may or may not have touched your life, this is Ghostbusters 2020 with Chris Stewart and Troy Benjamin. And I'm Chris Stewart. You can cut that out. <laughs> It's a dumb joke that makes me laugh every time. What can yeah, I say? That's very funny. All right, Chris. Uh, so as we mentioned, we're going to be rapid firing some of the news items here. Mm. Uh, things things that uh, don't really. We just want to acknowledge. We want to. It's set us you, holding ourselves to a five minute. Yeah, exactly. Limit <laughs> so that we can get into the meat of the order, the heart of the order here. Uh, so the first news item. Let's talk about uh, Ernie Hudson was on the Kevin and Bean radio show here in Los Angeles. Uh, talking about his call with the Reitmans that we uh, discussed in last week's uh, episode. And uh, so it's the same news item that we have heard. He has told them that he's available. He's waiting for their call. Uh, we urge you to go listen to that podcast because Ernie is awesome. Uh, and, and it's very funny. Go, go listen to that. Uh, here's the next one, Chris. Uh, HN. Uh, I put in the rundown who? question mark Because they yeah. seem to now be HN. the go-to... S- HN Entertainment is that Entertainment yeah, HN Entertainment. yeah. yeah. Uh, they posted another casting notice for the uh, leads They're, they continue calling these these uh, people the leads uh, even though they are still generic uh, casting calls for 12 to 13 year olds from before uh, two girls two boys not necessarily revealing about the characters just what they're looking into again um, and then of course the internet went wild with yeah. who these people are and I, I do I well, I mean, I kind of jumped on it and went. Now that we saw the four, it feels like, uh, well, for lack of a better term, and without setting off the panicky people who honestly think the movie's going to be about twelve-year-olds with proton packs running around, uh, it does feel like the, a character quartet. You know, rather than recreating the the magic formula 
we talked about this with ATC too. You can't do the same character formula exactly the same as the yeah. first movie. Yeah. So you got to go through it a different way. And this one feels a lot like that. Like there is the, the you know, the uber sciencey one that's a, uh, there is the conspiracy one. There's, yeah, the, there's, there's the a conspiracy cynic. theorist, the cynic, and then uh, the awkward. Yeah. Uh, the, so the without, same, the same yeah. sort of like Holtzman Egon character we've talked about in, in weeks. Yeah. Previous. So without, yeah. without assigning it too much, uh, Wait, uh, that was what I took from it. But yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's it's just we now have a sense of the four kids, right? <laughs> yeah, these are Beyond these are that. the four kids, <laughs> and and I know that they're they're calling them the leads, but these are four no. of the actors that will be in it, but not necessarily. I mean, look at look at Stranger Things. Yes, there is the ensemble of kids, but there is also uh, Winona Ryder and David Harbor and uh, all, all of these these awesome people that are are just as integral of a part of the the series. So yeah. Uh, so anyway, again, it's it's all greeked out, it's all generic, and it's because they don't want any of this stuff getting out. Uh, so not not worth pouring over too much there. Um, now, however, I feel like the good news is those are the two things that we needed to rapid fire through because we do have concrete news that uh, can kick off the discussion here, and uh, this is. This is very exciting. It is also contradictory to everything we talked about last week, which again goes to show you, please check your sources on the news that you're getting. Don't take everything at face value, which you and I kind of talked about quite a bit. And that's the whole reason we we do the 2020 segment now. I see this as validation because if we want to remind people of last week's, we warned them off of the one guy who was talking about May 13th. Right. Yeah. But, and his exclusive May 13th date of <laughs> filming starting with no attribution hinted whatsoever. Uh, and then we talked about Francois Ardoy's, Ardoy, oh God, I'm going to have to look that yeah, up. Francois Ardoy, Ardoy, yeah. Francois Ardoy's uh, photo from a plane that we were, I, 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 I qualified the answer by saying a lot of North America is snowy right now and a lot of it is just as flat, but from my own biases, that looks like the Canadian prairie, uh, the, uh, the Canadian prairie. And, uh, well, guess what, Troy? <laughs> uh, people should listen to us because sometimes we have been known to actually say things that make a whole lot of sense <laughs> from time to time, from time to time. Uh, yeah, as, uh, we were right. Uh, well, in, in a, in a matter of speaking, we were right that the we date were... was a little suspect. The date has now been confirmed, uh, from production weekly, which is a reputable source because it is the go to where everybody here in Los Angeles is looking for jobs. You go to production weekly. Right. Um, but, uh, June 25th start date on or thereabouts it's, it's kind of a moving target, uh, from what the production weekly article or announcement is saying. Correct. Um, but shooting in Calgary and, uh, you, you, were, right. you were right. It looked, it looked kind of Alberta E and it turns out it was turns Alberta, out it is Alberta E. So I, uh, you and I, this this was our uh, back and forth today via text, Chris. I, I know mm. a lot of people have a lot of other discussions, but you and I were very excited about Calgary. I was also excited because I get to play stupid American asks the Canadian about Calgary <laughs> and why they would want to film there. Uh, but so before I get into my sort of rabbit hole where I started checking out the film Alberta website and, and filming locations and things like that, why why do you think Calgary Chris, I know you, you have uh, close ties to Calgary. So, uh, why do you think that they chose this particular location? Um, uh, <laughs> frankly, I, th- my guess is they shopped around and Alberta threw, uh, some real good uh, deals at them. Yeah. Cause that seems to be the way it goes. Um, unless there's a particular reason, 
uh, like for example, uh, Vancouver has stood in for New York, but it's not super awesome at it. Whereas Toronto, uh, fills in a lot more. And, uh, so depending on what, you know, so a lot of X-Men movies and all that. Yeah. It just depends on what you're looking for. Uh, the specifically, it's not shooting in Calgary, uh, because you went digging because you can, uh, and it's, it's Indus, Alberta. Which, uh, for lack of a better term, is a collection of houses just outside of uh, Calgary city limits. It's um, it's not huge by any stretch of the imagination. It is very uh, rural. Uh, most likely, uh, if I recall correctly, has a lot of subdivisions growing up around it uh, for people who want to work in Calgary. But you know not be in Calgary. Um, and and I, sh- I should clarify, I don't know for a fact that they're filming in Indus. That that actually just came from the, the Calgary filming, uh, like the production tools where you can take a look at all the photos of places. Oh. And so I, I found rural areas that looked a lot like things from the teaser trailer. I see. I sent okay. that to you. Yeah. Uh, that- well, then, then let me switch it another way because the fact of the matter is, is uh, you, you, you did some very good due diligence. Uh, Calgary, has been a kind of a filming spot going back to the ooh, the mid to late 80s. I mean, not huge. Um, and I, I was joking with you that Hollywood looks north. Like every time I come down, there's all, uh, you know, there's the maple leaf uh, in a <laughs> – the anti moogly the the maple leaf and a no sign uh, it's, uh, on it's, the back uh, of yeah it's tradespeople here in in Los Angeles that uh, are like why are none of the jobs here anymore they took yeah, our they jobs look, they look yeah. they look north and say Vancouver took our jobs yeah uh, and not realizing that Vancouver is not paying attention because what Vancouver is doing is it's in a constant battle with every other province as to to, to get yeah. <laughs> productions to come there um, so. Uh, Calgary, uh, kind of up and down. It's had some real big ones over the years. You found a bunch. Uh, I recall in the time that I lived there, so Superman three filmed there. Oh, okay. Uh, well, because at the time oil money had, uh, built, uh, the Petro Canada building, which was this massive, it's the one where he skis down the, the, the glass windows. Oh they, yeah. That's the Petro Canada my, building. Yeah, my memories of Superman three have <laughs> failed me. Yeah. Uh, not only that, his whole, uh, foam hat, uh, good old boy hacks the computers outside of town <laughs> thing. Again, perfect example. You don't have to travel far to get yourself a little, uh, small town USA slash Canada yeah. thing going on. Um, What's the RAN? Akira Kurosawa shot there because, and this is where it comes in, you can point a camera, like that whole thing about where he shot down on the prairies, you can point a camera in a lot of different directions and not see nothing. Like if you're east of Calgary, you can point that camera, you will see nothing but, yeah. you know, wild grass and prairie depending on where you're at. You point it uh, west of Calgary. Uh, you've got foothills, mountains, like, uh, yeah, the you've foothills. got the Rockies right there, don't you? Like, yeah. Yeah. The, the foothills, uh, heading into the mountains actually do remind me a lot of, uh, you know, uh, uh, northern uh northern new york i don't even upstate sorry that's what yeah, upstate they call yeah. it upstate new york going to vermont and uh you know in connecticut and, and maine and all that sort of thing so and not only that when you're at that point you point the camera east again be, thanks to the foothills you don't see calgary really right there's certain <laughs> like it's it's very easy to have these grand vista uh things going on and you know, it doesn't matter that Calgary's there somewhere. And then, yeah, you pack up and you're 45 minutes drive to downtown yeah. Calgary again. So Kira Kurosawa, uh, Brad Pitt's 
uh, breakout dramatic role in uh, River Runs Through It. This <laughs> uh, film there. Robert Redford directorial debut, I believe. Exactly. I, uh, uh, I have friends that were in that. Like, I re- like this is the thing. Calgary had enough of a, th- of a film industry even back in the 80s and early 90s. Mid nineties too, I guess that I you know I knew people that worked on it. I had friends uh, that you know uh, did props for Honey I Shrunk the Kids, the TV show shot there. Oh, how uh, funny! I didn't know that. Uh, what was the other thing? Oh, the one I love. Do you remember Stingray? Does anybody remember Stingray? I don't remember Nick Stingray. Mancuso. Oh, please go to YouTube. Stingray. Somebody. Uh, Wait, was it one it of was, the cop, uh, uh, like the Manus, uh, Kojak era? Was it one of those cop shows? <laughs> kind of. It was more the Equalizer era. Uh, and the okay. hook with him was Nick Mancuso, uh, who played Nick something or other. I can't remember. It was one of those, can my character <laughs> name be me? Sure. You go for it, Nick. Uh, <laughs> and, and they built it around a car. His whole thing was is he wow, had a okay. black Stingray Corvette, uh, makes and he sense. drove right. it around. And the best part was is he'd go he'd go help people, and they like how can I how can I ever repay you? And he'd say, I don't want anything from you except someday I'm going to come back and I'm going to ask you for a favor. No questions. I need you to do it. And that was the whole thing. So occasionally they'd go back. And, you know, he'd. I need help wrestling a bear, and he's like, he'll they'll, then bring, they'll bring in somebody from six episodes back. Going, remember, I need you to help me wrestle a bear. <laughs> it's, it was uh, it was a funny. weird conceit, but um, yeah, it's it's quiet, but it has an industry. As to why this ended up being New York, I don't know because I think you could have pulled off rural New York in parts of BC. I think you could have done it definitely in parts of Ontario and all that. Um, well, I, well here, can I, can I give you the results of my sort of putting on my, uh, unit production manager hat and, and I think, I think you better, I'm going to start talking about eighties TV shows. Nobody remembers again. So <laughs> that's all right. As we established last week, that's why people tune in. Um, but, uh, so, so what I did is, and you mentioned it like uh, river runs through it. I, I noticed yep. that, uh, Interstellar and Fargo have recently been filmed there as well. So this this Correct. sort of uh, rural uh, f- uh, farmhouse uh, ranch style uh, shooting locations. That's kind of what Calgary has been known for lately. Um, uh, a certain percentage of Calgarians that you use at extras are practically from Fargo, uh, North Dakota anyways. Like not specifically, but along the border, our side of the border. It's identical. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he I was mean, funny looking. <laughs> funny looking, was he? Oh yeah, yeah. Like oh, it's... I love it. I love it. I can't. W- I mean, I can't wait to see uh, all of the local background extras and and everybody that they cast, if there are any. But uh, so anyway, so so my thought is okay. In the teaser trailer, we have established this barn that's out on a ranch somewhere that's remote. Okay, we've got that covered. And and as you mentioned, the whole reason that I sent you that that shot of Indus. Um, it's in what's called the zone. Uh, so all of your crew that lives in Calgary proper, uh, you can have them travel to these locations and you don't have to pay them extra. Basically, uh, when, right. when you're in the zone, uh, it, you don't have to tra- uh, travel them out there and put them up in hotels and things like that. It's very close to the city center, which is nice. What is, is it a drive time thing? It's a drive time thing. It's so usually mileage or a drive time. So, you know, here in Los Angeles, the edge of the zone is like just the edge of Santa Clarita. And, I, uh, I don't know what that means, except that, uh, uh Drew Barrymore is a, a zombie there. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's, um, yeah, that's true. She's on a diet there. What's 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 the what's the drive? Like uh, what's the time? About, time roughly about an hour. About an, an hour. hour. Okay. And, and you can let let's put it this way: you can start in Calgary, downtown Calgary, and you can be in Canmore in an hour. 
which is basically at the base of the it's just at the start of the Rocky Mountains. Oh, uh, so, so that's so so you have this you have a wide variety of like you said you can yep. be in the Rockies, you can be in in flat plains, wherever you need to be, uh you, you you've got you it. You can probably get pretty close to near the Badlands where I'll dig up all the dinosaurs and all that and Drumheller and all that. That's a little over an hour. So that's gets you can get to some and then like I said an hour east you're hitting prairies. It's um yeah, so it's so, varied. So whatever we saw in the teaser trailer got that covered. Great. Yep. Uh, as you mentioned, the tax incentives from Alberta, awesome. You do get a, a pretty sweet deal, up to like seven point five million dollars on your budget uh, covered by uh, the province, which is great. On top of that, you get the Canadian incentives uh, just from filming in Canada. So you get another uh, extra little sweet bonus on top of that. Close there. Uh, you have a stellar crew. You can hire locals uh, that, that all live in Calgary. So you're not traveling a whole bunch of your people and your crew up there. Um, and uh, then, and then I found. You're about, th- to, you're about to say Jason Reitman get, gets uh, a white cowboy hat, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Everybody wears cowboy hats apparently no, in no. Calgary. <laughs> The the white cowboy hat is basically Calgary's key to the city is what it is. When you're a VIP and you show up, they they often try to find a way for you to just come visit the mayor and uh, with a photographer and present you with a a, a white uh, cowboy <laughs> give, hat. Give you the cowboy hat and yeah, I've seen Cool Runnings. I know how this works. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that was uh, on the yeah. Fine, I lived it. I was there for the Olympics. So, eh. oh, I actually well, seem to recall one day I saw at a distance uh, John Candy because they were shooting at the Olympic Oval uh, oh. at the University of Calgary. So, oh, John Candy. Um, but hey, so speaking speaking of shooting in yes. Calgary itself, uh, they just recently built the Calgary Film Center, yep. which is this state of the art complex that's got three giant sound stages, production offices, a mill where you can build all your sets. <laughs> Yeah, uh, a, a ridiculous amount of space. Uh, I think I sent you the square footage when I found it because I was like, "Oh my god, Chris, this is, this is." A, I I bet if they were scouting locations and all three of these sound stages were available, they said, "Yeah, Great, we'll take it." Uh, we're there. We're filming in Calgary. They were like two thirds or four fifths of the size of what they needed to do the the temple. Is that about what yeah, you so let's found? See. Hold on, I've got. I'm pulling up the text I saying. Okay, so stage 16 at the Burbank Studios, where they built the the rooftop, the Temple of Zool set. Obviously, right. the biggest set that had ever been built, and everybody came from far and wide to see it. That soundstage is 32,130 square feet. Yeah. Uh, the soundstage, the biggest one in Calgary, is 20,575 square Two-thirds. feet. Two so, thirds. That's pretty big. But still big. So if you're building a bunch of of sets and stages. Uh, yep. you can certainly do that in Calgary, which also leads me to believe that, Hey, maybe they're going to do the lion's share of filming in Calgary and then maybe go to Manhattan and do some, uh, locations and, and a couple well, of location <sighs> shots there. But yeah, that was the first, re- it was the same reaction with answer the call to where people said, it's a New York movie. And we had to gently remind them that their favorite New York movie shot there for, <laughs> for four or like five four weeks, weeks and then went yeah. back to LA, LA to do the rest of uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's all been like that. Um, but yeah, no, the, the facilities are enough that easy to recreate, not just, you know, the ground floor of, uh, the fire hall, you can build the second floor on top of it and shoot as you need. And, you know, lots of space to pull walls out and just everything. Um, (laughs) and let's put it this way. Uh, it's a power town. So, you know, energy draws, not a problem. (laughs) See, this is the thing is the city, um, the city has grown 
quite a bit. Uh, a lot of can- Calgary or not Calgary, Canadian cities, uh, ex- excluding Toronto and Montreal and all that. Cause they, um, being the older ones and have been growing for a while, they've started to run into, um, American East coast, um, spread. Does that make any sense? You've got the outlying towns that are yeah. growing themselves like Hamilton and all that. And then they start smacking into one another and you ne- don't really know where one begins and one ends. Um, Alberta, for example, is so bloody huge that Calgary, Calgary has been growing a long, long time. And every time somebody goes like, like when pro bass or whatever, uh, bass pro bass masters, uh, fishing, you must have them in the States, those massive bloody hunting stores. Oh yeah. Like store. bass pro shops bass and, pro, that's the one. and yeah, yeah. They, uh, they just, the developers just go great. So here's the highway. Uh, and we'll take the first giant chunk of empty land and we'll build the massive thing there. And that's what they did. No, nothing's beat uh, West Edmonton Mall yet, but you know, uh, a few years back, they built one just, just between Calgary and Airdrie, which is yeah. the township just above it that it's about to bump into, built this massive mall that I made the mistake of saying to my mom at Christmas, I need to pick up something for the niece. Toys R Us is on the other end. Uh, tell you what, I'll run through the mall. And you meet me on the other end. It took me 25 freaking minutes of walking to get the other end of the mall. <laughs> like, uh, I was just, and halfway through, I lost oh my, my cell God. coverage. So it's just like, it's, the space has never been uh, an issue in Alberta. And I honestly think that that, I think that might have something to do with it. I don't, I'm not as familiar with upstate New York. Um, but, you know, if we're doing that supposition thing we did before where the teaser hinted at kind of, this small town aspect that some part of the movie will involve. Yeah, that's, <sighs> it seems like they've got it covered and, and, and it yeah. doesn't necessarily have to be upstate New York. You know, I think last week you and I were talking about like, it could be Connecticut or Vermont or New Hampshire or wherever, whoever this is has, has secluded themselves or maybe it's nobody we know. Um, right. It, it uh, yeah, you, you kind of have that. And then like you say, space, uh, you mentioned Montreal. Uh, I, when I went up there for X-Men apocalypse, their studios are awesome and they're huge and they have these g- giant facilities, but they're really far away from everything. Uh, here, this this yeah. uh, soundstage I was telling you about is literally, you know, a, a stone's throw from the airport, uh, from downtown. Uh, yep. it, it looks like it's pretty close by. So, uh, Calgary, uh, it seems desirable. It seems yeah. like a great place. The airport and all that has now been mostly connected by a ring road. Highway system, which means depending on where you're trying to get to, you don't have to go through the middle of town. So basically, if you imagine it, Calgary like a is bypass. Yeah, Calgary is not a perfect rectangle, but if you imagine kind of a fat rectangle standing, you know, on its on its uh, longest end, sort of thing. Um, you know, the Highway One A runs north to south through it, and the Highway One runs uh, east to west through it. And now they've managed to draw the the bullseye. Uh, the registration marks for those of you in printing, the registration mark shape, uh, <laughs> the circle that, that connects the cross together. So yeah, it's, it's like, it's perfect, right? Yeah. They fly into the airport, the uh, uh, van picks them up. They will be at the, you know, they'll be at the studios within less than 10 minutes. Uh, from there, it's literally 15 minutes to, to downtown where I'm presuming they'll be. And actually they the might not be putting them up downtown. People are staying. Yeah. Well, see, this is the other thing again, right by the airport. I know for a fact there's several large, 
uh, hotel motels there. Motels. What's the difference between a hotel and motel? Uh, yeah, uh, that you can drive and pull up and I don't motel, know. You have to drive. Okay. So hotels, there's yeah. a lot of massive, uh, uh, hotels there. So it's very, uh, very easy to just, and actually some of them, I mean, I don't think any of them are terrible. I had brunch at one. It was a great brunch, but the, <laughs> the thing was, uh, was run down. Did I mention I, I I went for coffee when you went for beer? Um, uh, you did. Yeah, you you have hit uh, the the caffeine, so that's that's okay. But, but the point is, it's to keep from crying, Troy. Um, the point is, is that it's very easy to to just go to one of those, the ones that aren't super fancy, and just say how much for three floors. Do you know what I mean? Like, we don't don't even know exactly how they're setting up their production offices and all that. And I've heard before that, yeah, just take over three floors of a hotel. And this room is the accountant's office that they work out of. And do you know what I mean? Like, Uh, or yeah, or there's a a nearby uh, office building that they take a few offices out at. Yeah. The office parks are all out there. Uh, Uh, The light industrial uh, and warehousing is all out there. Like it's just, and, and the last but not least, I can't swear to it, but I bet you at least half of the uh, services that supply the film industry probably have their own little uh, facility right there. That's where they yeah. probably set up shop. Yeah. Uh, uh, all of all of your your catering and all of that kind of stuff is is probably yeah, close by. Lights, but, transport, porta yeah. potties, whatever. You know. Um, well, and so I okay, so we've talked up the Canadian Film Board. I hope that we get our tax incentive here uh, as well. <laughs> Um, but you might I, get a, you might get a white uh, cowboy hat. Yes, out of it. I'll see what I'll I can get do. My hat. Uh, but I know everybody uh, is having the same question that we had back in uh, 2016. Uh, they're shooting a Ghostbusters movie in Boston. Isn't that sacrilegious? Uh, they're shooting a Ghostbusters movie in Calgary. Isn't that sacrilegious? Well, as you mentioned, Chris, I don't feel like they're probably doing a good chunk of the filming there. And then there's uh, Ghostbusters in New York are synonymous with each other. There's there's got to be some sort of uh, New York leg or component or or something that's going to be integrated into this movie somehow uh so again we're just we're assuming this uh maybe this will be a movie that takes place completely outside i I do know that ivan at one point was saying he wanted to do his ghostbusters international idea so maybe new york barely factors into this it's it's a possibility i do want to like everybody brace yourselves be prepared for that maybe we only see new york for a couple shots uh if at all but we're four movies in and if there's anything we can take away from the other two any attempt to to nod even just nod to let alone recreate the first one in any way shape or form it never works exactly yeah. as you wanted to. So I think there's a lot of room here to just try anything. Yeah, Let's kind of just break see it open it does, and push right? it and see what happens. So I, I am curious to see how they handle that. Uh, and, and as a kid who grew up in small town Colorado, I, I, I love the fact that maybe this is a, a spooky Ghostbusters movie that may be taking place out in the rural uh, outskirts of, of somewhere. But yeah, um, I like to think let's let's go back to let's keep a running uh, our run, not a podcast bet, but our running podcast supposition, which is this idea that uh, the action has moved out of New York, but there's a flashback component explaining yeah. why things have gotten where they're at and why things may have fallen apart and all that. That flashback is a real good time to show off the fire hall. And stuff like that, show off that bit of New York and then have the story move away from it sort of thing. So you get kind of best of both worlds. You show off the beloved place, retreat from it. And if done right, theoretically, this sets up future movies that will return to, you you know. Return to it. Return home. 
Yeah, exactly. And and all interior locations you can build on the lovely sound stages at the Canadian <laughs> Film Center. Thank you for that $50 bill. Um, so, so let's let's move on. Uh, Jason Reitman was on the Bill Burr uh, podcast. Um, and hang, hang on. So, hey, whoa, whoa. so what you're saying is you don't want to hear me talk about the time they shot the BMX mystery thriller oh, Rad. I forgot that. Yeah, you had mentioned that Rad was filmed in Calgary. <laughs> To which I said, that's awesome. <laughs> Anyways, <But> go ahead. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll leave that to our yes, have some sure. friends to, uh, to talk about. Um, but uh, so, yeah, so the Bill Burr podcast um, and, uh, and, and, and this one, it's, um, it's Bill Burr. So, of course, you know, Bill Burr, as you'll hear in the, the clip I'm about to play, uh, he is a, uh, he's a sports fan. Uh, so he's like, <laughs> who, uh, who directed that first Ghostbusters movie? And, and Jason's like, my dad did. Don't, what? <laughs> Come on, man. Um, but uh, so so let's do this. Let's let's play the clip. I know this is this is kind of the hot button item, which we're not really going to get into because I, I want you guys to hear the clip and then we can talk about what he says in the clip and then we'll leave yeah. all of the the social media ire to social media. Um, yeah. but so so here's here's Jason's clip and then you and I can talk about what he says here. You're going to be directing the next uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Right. So now you're going from this this nuance thing that now you you got to do this this franchise move. By the way, congratulations. I mean, that's that's a huge one. Well, I mean, and it's not just his last movie. It's the last 20 years of my life. I, right. you know, like any son of any father, I just said, I'm not going to be you. And you right. know, went out and became a Sundance filmmaker. You know, right. I, you know, I established myself at Sundance. I played that festival many times as short films. I mm-hmm. established myself as an independent filmmaker. And, and that's who I really still see myself. And if you would ask right. me any time in the last 20 years, you know, are you going to direct a Ghostbusters movie? My answer would have been no. No, like, I'm an just, artist. That's just not who I am. Right. That's my dad. You must have me confused. You know, like right. all that garbage. And, um, and I had an idea. I've had an idea actually for a while. It was, it was just a who wait who directed idea. the first one? My father. Your father did. I'm yeah, such, for, I'm the worst dude. Like all I know is sports. So your dad directed the first one. Trust and I me. Do. We start talking sports, and uh, I'll sound very ignorant. But uh, has that although, has that although, ever although happened? Congratulations before. on the Super Bowl. I know that. Oh, thank you. I, I did a hell much. of a job watching. Yeah, all year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> waiting uh, for my ring to show up. But yeah, my dad my dad directed the first and second Ghostbusters. So wait a minute. Did you? Um, Wait, and they recently made another. So this is the fourth one. Yeah, my father produced uh, the one that came out a couple years ago, the one that Paul Feig directed. Okay. So has there ever been in the history of Hollywood a dad who directed uh, the beginning of a franchise and then his son comes along later and, and, and directs another one? I don't know. I, I mean, it's a good question, and I probably should know the answer to this. Uh, and there's only so many kind of fathers and sons. So basically, right now, okay, you got uh, Lawrence Kasdan is the guy who wrote Empire Strikes Back, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and uh, and was actually a neighbor growing up. And he has two sons, both are directors, John and Jake. Uh, Jake most famously directed Jumanji. John uh, co-wrote the Han Solo movie with his father. So you have that. You got. So I saw father, that one. That, I saw that on a plane. I really yeah, liked good. that one. Yeah. And then and then Lawrence and his son write solo. So you have that father son thing. Uh, other than that. Wait a minute. That's just going to drive me. Is it Driver? Adam Driver? Oh, Adam Driver. Well, Adam yeah. Driver's in the is in the kind of uh, 
is in this edition of the Skywalker trilogy. That's the one so, I saw. That's so yeah, the Adam one. Adam Driver's I like. in Force Awakens. Adam Driver's in Last Jedi. Then you I got don't. I don't know. You got Carl Reiner and Rob Reiner, but I don't think Rob Reiner ever directed anything that his father established. Uh, I don't know. Maybe if like Sofia Coppola does a Godfather movie. I know, but she was in one. She was in the third one. Yeah. Okay. So, but uh, when do you now? When do you when you're doing something that fucking big? Mm-hmm. Like, I just can't, like, how far out do you have to start with, to, to keep that fucking giant pizza dough in the air as far as, like, is Honestly, it- the crazy thing is we have no time. Is we, so I wrote the film in secret with my writing partner, Gil Cannon. We wrote it over the last year while we were finishing up Front Runner, and we turned it in December, and I have to admit my presumption was it was going to be like any studio film that I had heard about where they do years of rewrites and they grind it into the ground and it never happens. And I was kind of fully prepared for this year to be a year of maybe taking a little time off and, you know, doing rewrites on Ghostbusters. And instead the, the studio read the first draft and said, yeah, go make it. Wow. So we're, I mean, with, with a very short runway, we're going to be shooting, uh, you know, this summer. Good Lord. And And coming out the following summer. And how long will it take you to shoot something like that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it'll take us a few months, and then we'll be in post. And for the first time, I'll have set pieces with visual effects, and I'll be working with uh, a visual effects supervisor and, you know, visual effects houses. They'll be creating ghosts and things like that. Right. Well, last question I'll ask you. All right. And thank you so much for coming on. This has been fascinating listening to all how all of this stuff. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, so with the Ghostbuster movie. Yeah. I would imagine that there's this whole thing where you have to be loyal to the look, the vibe, mm-hmm. and the fans of the previous, and then you also have to want to put, like, your stamp on it. <laughs> so how, is this like a hacky fucking junket question? This like, is, no, no, not at all. And this is not... I'm not making the Juno of Ghostbusters movies. Uh... Uh, Once again, I don't know that reference. Was that some Super, <laughs> super Bowl of movies that I that's missed? Fantastic. That's that. That was that's probably my most famous movie. Like my obituary will say, uh, Jason Reitman, son of Ivan Reitman, director of Ghostbusters, also mm. directed Juno. That will be my. Uh, right. That's how my obituary starts. Uh, was that your biggest movie? Yeah, and it was this kind of movie that we made for nothing. It was a movie that we made for like seven million dollars and grossed. Like two hundred million dollars. Oh my god! And, so you uh, made like thirty grand on that. That's uh, how I that made, works. N- no, and I made nothing because it was my second <laughs> movie, and I literally had nothing on it. Uh, but the studio, they always get you. The studio made a fortune on that movie. Of they, they, did, did. they did really well, and it was the launching of Ellen Page and Diablo Cody who wrote it, and uh, and really is the reason why I have a career. Oh, that's um, awesome. But um, anyhow, uh, this is going to be a love letter to Ghostbusters. Oh, okay, I, cool. Um, I love this franchise. I grew up watching it. I consider myself the first Ghostbusters fan. I was like seven years old when that movie came out. And uh, and I love it. I want to make a movie for my fellow Ghostbusters fans. So it is 100% so it's, it's in safe hands. Runner. Yeah, and, and we're doing it in the style. Like we just did this teaser for it that we launched when we announced it. And even in that, we went back to the work files for the sound of the proton pack. And we went back to the stems of Elmer Bernstein's score uh, for just where it says at the end of the teaser, it says like, you know, summer 2020, 
We went back and found the original like physical vinyl letters that they used to create the Ghostbusters poster in 1984. Oh my rescanned God. them. Then uh, our titles guys reprinted them, and we filmed the titles. Not like in a computer. Right. We shot physical titles with a light and smoke effect because that's how they would have done it back in the day. So we are in every way trying to go back that's to awesome. original technique and, and, make a, and hand the movie back to the fans. That's awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing that. And everybody can see The Front Runner on iTunes. Uh, where else did you say it was available? I mean, anywhere you'd normally go. Go, go buy a Blu-ray. Go watch on iTunes. Uh, and particularly if you're someone who doesn't like being told what to think, um, here is kind of a rare movie of nuance. Yeah, I love it. All right, Jason Reitman, everybody. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, indeed. Pleasure. All right, buddy. All right, so what, what can we glean from what Jason said here? It's kind of the same thing that he's he said before, that you know this is sort of a love letter to the fans. That's why in the teaser trailer he went to painstaking details to make sure that the Elmer Bernstein score was in there, that the... Yeah, uh, that the the summer 2020 uh, font was exactly uh, you know what what we were used to seeing and and shot it practically, um, all all these little winks and nods and things that he's trying to just really kind of make it uh, respectful, uh, reverent uh, for for the original film. Um, and again, I don't want to get into it, but he is not being disparaging against the other films uh the, the second film or answer the call or or anything uh, real ghostbusters extreme ghostbusters he's just specifically calling out that he's trying to tap into that lightning in a bottle that magic uh that was there in 1984 um so so that that's kind of what has drawn a lot of attention from this particular interview um what i took from this and i was b- before the internet was set ablaze chris what i thought you and i would be talking about is jason is actually very candid here talking about this is the first time he's done a big visual effects film yes. it's the first time he's worked with a vfx supervisor he's putting together these set pieces that are usually outside of his comfort zone and uh and and it seems like he's actually being very honest about uh, that you know where uh, somebody who is cavalier and and uh just sort of uh yeah, I can do that. I can do whatever. Uh, I, I do kind of get a sense from him. He's like, oh, God, what have I gotten myself into? Uh, all right, let's do this. Let us uh, let me surround myself with the best people, and maybe they can kind of help carry me through some of the stuff I've never done. Yeah. Um, that that was interesting. And then and then how quickly he got a green light. That, that also seemed very surprising when he said, uh, you know, that he <laughs> – he wrote this draft and turned it into the studio and expected to take a year off because of how uh, laborious the process is to get a, a script approved in the studio system, especially with a big property like this. And then they greenlit it and said, we need it by June of 2020. <laughs> and he was yeah. like, oh, all right, sure. It uh, makes me wonder if on the Sony end of things, they themselves were sitting around worried about how long it would take to find the next thing. To, yeah. to you know build up and continue to build on and build out with the franchise. So I think when he came along with his thing, this is why I'm really excited to find out what it is. If he comes along with something and they think it's strong enough to basically, you know, pull a Ghostbusters one and say, Go, you've got yeah. you know, a year and a bit. You've got to get we it need to our tent pole, get it to us by June. Yeah. Or July um, or whatever. I'm just I choose June. to see that as a positive thing that uh Sony, you know, is not looking for this to 
I don't know what it was. It uh, slowly deflate like a flan in a cupboard. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that's <laughs> like from. Like a but, cake uh, in the rain. Yeah, yeah flan, cake in the flan rain. in the cupboard. Yeah, that is from something. What is that from? I, I can't remember. I'll have to. I'll Google it later. Or yeah. Michael Tanaka is writing up about it right <laughs> right now. I owe him five dollars, by the way, for the uh, <laughs> the water zapper uh, <laughs> comment from last week. But anyway, um, yeah. So it's yeah. I I like that he's being very candid. Uh, that. That to me means that it's a director that as, is at least eyes up on the challenges ahead of him. And that's, I, I prefer that. I prefer somebody be challenged, but yeah. be aware that they're being challenged than somebody that's about to hit a brick wall, but, you know, doesn't know it's there sort of thing. Um, yeah. And, and I bet he's kind of studying. It's funny before all of this stuff happened uh, with, with his comments on Bill Burr and then with FanFest, which we'll get into in a second here. I, I really wanted to just tweet at Jason thinking maybe we would get a response from him because he's probably at that point where He's in pre-production and he's sitting watching DVDs and Blu-rays of movies to inspire himself, to find camera angles and 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 uh, gimmicks and gags and uh, tone and all of these things. I mean, that's usually yeah. a director's process is if you're making yeah. Solo, a Star Wars story, you're sitting down with Kurosawa, you're sitting down with Once Upon a Time in the West, you're you're studying how they've done this blocking and, and set up their shots and how they've how they've done certain things. I'm really yeah. curious, you know, this is the first time he's done something like this. This is not Juno or young adult or the, um, uh, you know, the, the, the character driven dramas that he usually does or, or quirky comedies that he usually does. Uh, it's something entirely different. So what is he studying? I want to know what he's kind of, uh, fixated upon. Um, so maybe at some, maybe at some point when things are a little calmer, we can, uh, hit him up before he's in the thick of production, but (laughs) don't run away. We're not going to hurt you. (laughs) I know. Uh, just be, be gentle to poor Jason Reitman. Uh, much, much as I was like, just uh, Paul Feig's got a movie to make, leave Paul alone, please. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's uh, this is the last note to 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 leave off on. Let's just assume the best of everybody, regardless of how maybe things can be interpreted. Yeah, in the negative, let's just look at the positives. Assume then that things haven't changed and they remain on the positive side of things, and see how they turn out. And then if it turns out that your your quiet fears were realized, we'll we'll all get yeah, into it exactly. and tear them but, apart then. But why, why let's not wear a, let's not wear a hair shirt for the next year and a half if we can avoid it. You know what I mean? Like, ew, hair itchy. That sounds really, yeah. That's uh, a point. <laughs> Read a book. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so yeah, so, so, uh, that's, that's kind of all the 2020 news, uh, as of now. Um, yes. I, I do want to, which is hit, pretty big. It's so. pretty big, pretty big stuff. Um, there's two more news items here before we get into what I have yep. a feeling will be a, a lengthy conversation. So, uh, IDW, uh, quite literally after we recorded, uh, <laughs> uh, seconds, minutes after we recorded last week, uh, cause yeah. we talked about the Ectotron announcement at Toy Fair. Um, and then I, th- I think you and I had put the headphones down and that's when I started seeing, um, Newsarama put something up about the... <laughs> Like, uh, like upcoming comic book series. And I was like, oh, that's, oh, uh oh, I know what Tom Waltz was teasing this entire time. (laughs) And we just finished recording. Yeah. It turned into an interesting uh, few hours of Newsarama says X. 
Eric, Eric Burnham Eric goes, really uh huh. <laughs> to which we go, what? And to which he goes, go look at Newsarama. <laughs> to which we look at Tom Waltz and goes, huh? huh? And he goes, more news Monday. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, at any rate, yes, there is a tie-in that's coming with the, uh, and I think it's just sort of a, a fun, happy coincidence, much as uh, the Goldbergs this evening as we're recording, uh, uh, Adam is playing with Ectotron in the episode this evening. Uh, so they, they really timed a lot of this. This oh was another boy. excellent premeditated uh Say, up, you don't think the Goldbergs is a Sony thing, is it? Yeah, you, you, don't, you don't think that their sound stages are literally a... Uh, <laughs> Five to, minute walk from Ghost Corby. Exactly. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, so IDW is going to be doing a, a five issue miniseries to tie in uh, with the release of uh, Ectotron. And it's a big Transformers crossover called Ghosts of Cybertron, uh, which Eric, Dan, and Louis Delgado will all be involved in. Uh, very cool. Uh, Dan, uh, Dan Schoening, God bless you, man. I, this, he released this sort of panorama, um, what all of the covers will connect uh, as they usually do into this wonderful, huge, uh, just sweeping image that he has designed where he's put, I think Eric on Twitter said, we told Danny didn't have to draw all of the transformers and he did anyway. Um, yeah, by the end, Eric was saying he would just text them like random transformer names <laughs> to see if, see if he dropped them in, <laughs> you know, small, small aside here. It's time to dear IDW. We've said it before and we'll say it again. If you want to print out oh, those yeah. cover scrolls that you keep Give me doing a lithograph or something like the, the crossing over, uh, uh, you know, running through the you know, running across the panels or the Ghostbusters or 101, 101. Yeah. That, that are just, uh, yeah, that the 101, that's one that I really want. Uh, just a, a yeah. connected print of something, but, uh, at some, at some point they're going to do that. Dan does them as one big thing. Anyways, just print them yeah, out. Yeah. Ugh, we'll take it. Uh, so, All so, of but, them. but in that image, there is a redacted character that sort of dead center, um, and I, there has been some speculation. I know that, uh, again, before social media became what social media was the last couple of days, uh, people were, were speculating what the other Ectotron like, uh, transformer might be, uh, <laughs> which has been a lot of fun. Uh, if you, I if, hope, I hope it's just the, the, what are they called? The, the cassette ones. Oh, I hope the, it's just them and the everybody goes, and, yeah. <laughs> I hope people like it comes down, they see the cover and it's just, you know, like the little cassette Jaguar and the, the cassette bird and everybody goes, oh, oh all right. All right. <laughs> and they just have the Ghostbusters soundtrack in them. Um, but, uh, oh, so God. that, yeah, there it is. It's the Arista, uh, cassette tape and it transforms. I am rushing. Into- as soon as we hurry up, cause as soon as we're done this, I'm going to eBay to buy some old beat up loose one of those. <laughs> so I can do my own labels of Ray Parker Jr.'s, uh, uh Ghostbusters. Let's slap it on there. Come on. Uh, hurry up. Hurry all right. Up. All right. We'll, we'll get through it. Here we go. So anyway, so, uh, pre-order that, that, that comes out in June. So we've got the awesome event, uh, in April for the anniversary. And then we've got this crossover event for Transformers. Critical. In June, uh, very awesome, and uh, yeah, I, I I wish that we would have just not recorded for another couple hours last week, and we could have could, could have made this in the, under the gun. Yeah, but uh, there's time. Get there's, in, get in there yeah. and tell your local comic shop, uh, please. Sir. Especially with Transformers, this one's going to be huge. I, I knowing that there's a big audience for both of them, you're going to be, be fighting a whole other fandom for for this one. Yeah, yeah. 
so, so one other quick news item, this is, I feel bad for them because it, it happened, uh, and it kind of got buried with all of the other news that happened this week, but into the dead Two, the mobile game, uh, they have a story event that's coming up and actually is live as you listen to this. Uh, I believe yeah, it, it started Friday, two days right? ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, these, uh, these, these types of events I think are limited. Uh, so if, if you, if you want to uh, jump on this, uh, get it as fast and, and play as quickly as you can. Yeah. We can't swear yet because as of this recording, we haven't played it yet because it's not out yeah there's uh, a teaser trailer and and some just some they did, bare bones there was, stuff there yeah. was an there was an update and the update shows off like the new uh app I- icon and all that and the loading screen has the ghost post. all these things are kind of done obviously in anticipation of friday when presumably through the app itself it'll just update there's its a, data a and away we or go something yeah um the one thing if it follows like all the previous ones and i believe it will really the point is that you get in while the event's going on to acquire the ghostbusters stuff that you can during that time it is not so far, i don't recall any of them taking it away i can still go into fruit ninja and play oh, and with the Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, so. I, I got the impression that this was something that was like an event, like a limited thing, but. Uh, I, can't, I can't swear to okay. that, but it's it's really kind of sucks to invite people to come to a thing, give them a cool thing, and then take the cool thing and away. take it uh, away. Yeah. Uh, so to some degree, if you can get in there, at least some amount of it, I'm, I'm betting some, if not all of it will be retained. So get in, get it. And then, you know, you can revisit it later at your, your leisure. And, and what Chris and I will do is we'll, uh, since we're, we're doing this before the Friday launch, uh, we'll, we'll play it and then we can talk about it next week because I, I bet we'll have a little more time on the show uh, next week to do that. I am so looking forward to it because I did play in anticipation of this. I played the, the game itself. It's kind of a loose, loosely railed run and gun. You can go left and right, but it's not like yeah. you can turn around or anything like that. So you sort of steer yourself in a weave through the trees and dodging zombies and picking things up. But I just got to the point in the main game where you pick up your first companion so you can get dogs and dogs run with you. And they'll, t- you know, if you get too close to a zombie or a zombie's in front of you, it'll run ahead and take it out. Uh, your companions, this content can be a terror dog. Awesome. Or Slimer. I so want Slimer <laughs> to be my survive the zombie apocalypse companion. It's uh, like, uh, it's like the, what's the EGB with the, the ghost wars and all that. It's like, I'm surviving the zombie apocalypse with yeah, my friend, a ghost. Ghost apocalyptic future. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, into the dead Two. uh, go, go download that and, and give it a play. And we'll, we'll talk about that more next week after we've, we've played it. it and, and like you said, Chris, there's Ghostbusters gadgets and companions and yeah. story elements. And it sounds like it's it's a, a super dynamic game and and kind of totally different from Ghostbusters World, which is is kind of nice. So check uh, check that out. Um, so well, uh, we've nothing we've enough to there. talk about. There's nothing. We, hold on, uh, just let me. Bye, let me, everybody. We'll see you next week. Let me just get this. All right. Oh God. Let me <laughs> get in here. Uh, so Chris, you want to talk about Ghostbusters Fan Fest, uh, Wizard World convention that is happening on the Sony Pictures lot here in uh, beautiful Southern California. Uh, we've been waiting anxiously for any news about ticket sales, programming, uh, and and everybody. It had become sort of our running, like in your final thoughts, like I know this is the week. This is the week. This is the this week. Is, we're gonna we're gonna get all the news about Fan Fest. And if I, yeah, well, I kept saying it, and, and eventually I was right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you were right. Indeed you were. So uh, 
uh, true to form uh, Monday's episode last week released uh, Tuesday, all of the fan fest uh, information dropped. Uh, and I believe it was very, very early in the morning because I was not even awake yet uh, before <laughs> I logged in and I saw the explosion that had happened. Um, so here's, here's kind of what I want to do, Chris. There was a, yep. this, this is a, a big kind of tangled ball here that we need to unravel. Um, obviously there was sticker shock that, that is going to be kind of the main topic of discussion here, but I think, I don't, I, I maybe let's examine what they announced first and the details yep. that we know. Uh, and then we can get into prices and then we can talk about why, why we think the prices are what the prices are. Yep. Um, and, and I, uh, well, yeah, let's, let's start with the fun stuff. <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> let's, let's kind of dive into what we kind of, kind of sort of found out through the website. Uh, so, so if you log into the website, uh, wizard world has now set up their portal where you can buy your tickets. Uh, there is a Dan Aykroyd video, it's it's a little different than the one where they announced the event where it was Ivan and and Dan in front of the firehouse, which was wonderful. Um, but uh, here, uh, why don't I, I'll play the clip of Dan talking about the event, and then you and I can talk about sort of the breakdown of of everything. So here's here's Dan from that that video. We're so excited about what's going to be happening here in June at the Sony lot for the Ghostbusters Fan Fest. Got great events. Saw the program today. So excited want to meet and say hello to everybody and i'm so excited to say that tickets are on sale now so get them we're gonna have a great time i i so wish that he would just do a basimatic commercial chris i think you've mentioned that a couple of times to me that <laughs> but wait there's more yeah exactly i want him to do that but uh so all right so let's let's sort of deconstruct this here uh based on the website we now know that there is a friday night screening and a saturday event yeah. Uh, Scre- so, screenings plural. So screenings, first movie and second yes. movie. First yeah. movie and second movie. So so the evening kind of kicks off with a uh, a communal experience of watching the films together. Uh, obviously with special guests and introductions and maybe whatever ends up happening. Maybe a Q and A that kind of thing. Well, actually, there's probably not a Q and A if they're showing two movies. That's a little too long. So. Well, that's kind of what the event itself is supposed to be. Uh, yeah, good point. But didn't it? Did it not say? like VIP hosted or something like that. So VIP, I think I mean, we'll at least be welcomed to it. Yeah. By... I, that's probably what, like when I went to the back to the future one and two screening at the, um, Hollywood forever cemetery, they had a couple people come out and introduce the movie. We watched the first one. There was a little bit of an intermission and then we watched the second one. How, um, how big is the, I don't know, the hill? What's the seating on a hill at the Hollywood forever? Oh, at Hollywood forever? Uh, I, there's a lot of people. I, I, I can't, I'm a terrible gauge of that kind of thing, but at least, at least a thousand, couple thousand, if not more. Yeah. Okay. So get a lot of people in there. Yeah. One of the things we haven't heard yet is what attendance is supposed to be for this thing. For the, yeah. Well, and that's the, that's Hollywood forever cemetery. Uh, have they said that's where it is? I mean, that would be cool no. if that's where it is, but I, I it would, would be cool. Well, this is, this is me asking a couple of different scenarios because, uh, people are talking like people were throwing around like 5,000. I'm like, I don't think it's gonna be 5,000 people, but even if it was like a few thousand to a couple thousand, there's not a lot of theaters you could, you know, it, make it sure everybody can get yeah, into. That's a good point. So, it's gotta be like an outdoor screening. Uh, on, so then, on my, the, well, it wouldn't be yeah. on the lot. Yeah, I don't know. My next question is if, say, they did Hollywood Forever, which is way easier, uh, well, 
pros and cons to it. But but just say an outdoor venue of one way or another. Uh, what do they do? Like they project, but it's not like we'll be watching the 4K that Ivan Reitman hosted uh, several years back, is it? Well, I mean, screenings that I've been to at, at Hollywood Forever, and even when they do outdoor screenings, like there's a, a rooftop series that they do. Rooftop is probably obviously not the way they're going to go to get uh, hmm. several thousand people. No, that's um, a fire violation. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they actually the, the the outdoor projection has gotten really good, especially like I said, the, okay. the Back to the Future one that I went to. Um, that's it was that's great. Not, that's not, and the that's sound was here great. To, yeah, like it was t- it was actually here. THX certified sound outdoors, which blows my mind. I don't know how they do that, but although in my dreams, if we could watch the 4K DVD on the uh, that laser IMAX that they showed ATC on, oh ooh, boy, oh boy, that would be. Well, yeah, yeah. How much? How many people does the Chinese theater hold? Not that they would take us back to the Chinese theater again, but um, I don't. There's, there's no way you get several thousand people. That's only a couple hundred seats, right? Chinese theater is not that big, so I don't. I mean, but anyway, so so it's the screening of the two movies. That's that's what kicks things off uh, Friday evening. Then Saturday is the big event. So I think to me that was the the first sort of like, oh, that's interesting. It's only a single day event. That's what I took away from this. It's the the evening and then Saturday from who knows when dusk till dawn or uh, whatever ends up being the. <laughs> let's <laughs> the let's schedule. put it this way: if even if they kick us off the uh, the lot. I think we just carry over somewhere else, right? That's the way it has to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, find, a pl- I- find a place to drink the night away, preferably <laughs> with karaoke. And then I know Craig has been floating the idea of a breakfast barge. Oh, in- oh. <laughs> well, the best part is barge. It, it, it is you it kids. is Los Angeles, so we could all go yeah. to Cantor's Deli at uh, three o'clock in the morning. That's what I threw out there because yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, that would be really fun. But um, so anyway, so Anyways. so yeah, uh, all everything is happening all day Saturday and, and Saturday evening, and then it sounds like Sunday. Yep. There's there's nothing planned. Um, so so let's do this, Chris. You you went through the, you combed the the website with a fine tooth comb, and you posted the bullet points. Uh, to, to the proton charging Facebook page, which I actually really appreciated because amid all of the, the, the chaos that ensued on Tuesday, um, at one point you texted me and you said, Oh, that's really cool that they're doing. Um, what was, uh, Oh, the, the script reading, a, a real ghostbusters script reading. And I said, that was on the website. Where was that? Because it just, everything got buried and yeah. it was just noise. Part- um, yeah, part of the sticker shock, and again, you and I will dig into this, I think comes from the fact that people saw the tickets and the tiers and the the points that they they put in for the tiers as what you get for that tier, kind of just assuming people would keep on going and, and synthesize together the list of, and here's all the stuff that you get regardless of tier. Yeah. And people yeah. then reacted going, this is all I get for, uh, anyways, we'll, we'll yeah. get there. Well, okay, so let's let's run down the bullet points that that you yep. that you had outlined because uh, again, I really I, I I appreciated in a time of chaos, I, I enjoyed you're welcome your organization. <laughs> uh, so so your the first one you outlined was once in a lifetime that we already knew. Um, we yep. did know that this is kind of a one shot deal that they're not gonna. I don't see this as becoming an annual thing or like Star Wars celebration. We won't be talking about this uh, as uh, Fan Fest five or six. Uh, this is. <laughs> And especially yeah. now that we know the prices, you really get the sense that this is like, 
you're you're buying in for the five hundred dollar a plate dinner, and it's uh, you're paying to sit next to uh, whoever it is, Dolph yeah, Lundgren. There's, there, there's a chance that there might be something associated with the premiere next year, but that's not the same thing. There's a chance that the 40th anniversary might see something like this again, but I don't think it'll be done the same yeah. way. Um, I think, well, if for no other reason that this is the first, the first of anything is where then afterwards you post more it and go, what worked, what didn't. And you plan yeah. accordingly next time. So this is, yeah, this this is what it is this time, and I don't think it's going to be exactly the same ever again, if at all. Yeah, well, and and, and I'm sure that they're, <laughs> I'm sure that they're learning quite a bit from uh, what's what's been occurring uh, the last couple of days. But mm. um, so yeah, so so once in a lifetime, uh, yes, it is on the studio uh, lot, which we already knew again. Um, and, and, and unpacking this, you know, uh, I, I came to the realization, I think you can, and a lot of people came to the realization that that is not a cheap thing to do. Let's, let's no. curb that and talk about that in a second. Let's save all the money talk for later. Uh, you um, have to pay $10,000 a day just, uh, for the rainbow out front. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's true. The rainbow is union. That's true. No. I don't know if everybody knows that the, <laughs> the rainbow gets sag scale every day that you see it. Um, but uh, so again, let's 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 talk money in a second. Um, so they did talk about collectibles, uh, all the swag that you'll be getting uh, with your ticket. Uh, there's a collectible yeah, badge and lanyard, uh, a DVD, a signed collector's signed edition, a collector's DVD. edition DVD, uh, um, poster, poster, and lithograph. Yeah, a pin like, and patch, cool. and a and a tote bag that it all probably comes in. Um, the one the one comment yeah. that I saw was. Uh, for these prices, we don't get a Blu-ray disc; we get a DVD, and I'm I'm fairly certain you will probably get one of those combo packs. That's like a, a 4K UHD uh, Blu-ray and DVD, one of those kind of things. Um, yeah, I also uh, we also you and I both know that if they're not a hundred percent sure, they'll just say DVD because then what's the worst that happens? Sorry, yeah. you got a Blu-ray instead. You know, uh, it's and it's easier and to what, scale what it up of than it to is, bring it down. It, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe it's something that they're doing specifically for the event. Uh, I, I, is it the version? I think you're, I think uh, you're right, before? though. Who knows? Well, let's let's stop and, and just quickly because I know you want to blow through these. So signed a magic words here: collector's edition DVD. Right. What was the collector's edition like? What were the last collector's editions they did? It was the Blu-ray. The, there was the no DVD. Yeah. There was no DVD equivalent. Right. Nobody makes a collector's anything and puts it on a DVD. You can't even fit what what people regard as a collector's edition on a DVD anymore, right? So yeah, I think so, you're right. Yeah. Uh, it's uh it, I know. That's again they're like you're, you guys are being cheap. It's a DVD. Well, okay. I don't think it's uh, again. I don't think so. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt on that one. Uh next one confirmed VIPs so far uh and you did mention that because they they leave the ellipses there for more people. But so it's Ivan Reitman, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, William Atherton, Ray Parker Jr., Joe Medjuk, Sheldon Kahn, editor editor of Ghostbusters, who, uh, as far as I know, is retired. So that's uh, kind of cool. Uh, Ghostbusters Mar- and Ghostbusters too, and Ghostbusters. Uh, basically, all of Ivan Reitman's movies yeah. up until a certain point. Um, <laughs> because I think he's mentioned it in in commentary. They call him Shelley. So Shelley. Let's, let's yeah. just say they worked with him a lot. Yeah, Shelley Kahn. Good. Old, we call him Shelley Kahn because good we old Shelley Kahn. Um, here's where it gets super cool. Uh, Maurice LaMarche, Dave Coulier, Frank Welker. Uh, no mention of Arsenio Hall. I'm uh, guessing he's busy shooting. Uh, tr- uh, I was going to say trading places too, but uh, coming, coming to, to America. America too. Coming to America um, too, yeah. And then they say that more will be added. So 
you know, you kind of insinuate, well, they're doing real Ghostbusters. What about extreme Ghostbusters? Maybe some of those voice actors, uh, maybe Annie Potts is, is very noticeably absent on there, but maybe yeah. Annie and maybe Rick Moranis, maybe we discussed the, that Rick was kind of testing the con water. So yeah, maybe that's and, being sorted out. And again, maybe those things are not quite confirmed yet, so that's why they left it open. Uh, I know some people oh, oh. had reached out to IDW asking, why aren't you guys involved? And Eric, yes, as which, Eric does, was very coy about which it. Actually, which actually comes in at a point later on, uh, a few down, we'll get to it. Uh, yeah. This is a good time, as any, to point out, too, that this is less for the people, uh, you know, fans like us listening that are thinking about going or are already going, if decided to go. But, but to Wizard World itself... Do not underestimate the draw of of people that you think are not worth bringing in. Like, like, like I jokingly in the notes that we were talking about put uh, uh, Eldo Ray Estes, right? The oh, yeah. the red the redheaded guy. Ghostbusters, you, all right. Yeah, and he works in LA, he works in the industry in L.A. Like, I'm if you brought him in, oh my god! Like, oh, yeah. when else are we going to get? to meet that guy. Well, and I, uh, I would, uh, Robin Shelby, uh, um, Robin Shelby, all of the, you know, uh, 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 JMS, uh, boy, Don Shay and Jody Duncan, like all of the people that are not quite your Dan yeah. Aykroyd's or your Ernie Hudson's pe- people that you may not recognize their names at first blush. Um, I, and again, this is not saying that those people won't be there. There's actually a good chance that they will be there. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh my God, Richard Edlin, Dennis Murin, all of the people from Boss Films and ILM. Behind the scenes. And not only yeah. that, like think of uh, Cryptozoic's cards, all those signature cards they had, the number of people they had on them that, you know what I mean? Like happily, we'd happily yeah. meet all oh of them. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, so, so again, this is, uh, and I don't know if it would have helped or hindered if they would have had just a smattering of names of anybody and everybody that's coming um, it, pro- it probably would have helped, especially when you see that price tag, it's like, Oh, Oh, that many people will be there. But at the same time, maybe they were just going with it being the anniversary. They wanted to make sure they got all of the people from the original movie. I I don't know. I, I'm not quite sure yeah. what the thinking was there to me, to me, that should have been a rogues gallery of anybody and everybody just I literally list 500 people that are going to show up. And yeah, um, I think, I think we've entered, typical con territory which is there is a certain point where you're still trying to work out people to to certain people to show up yeah but at the, like we we talked about before they they couldn't wait any longer than this to yeah you can't quite us. announce that uh well, it's not confirmed. let's put it this way they if they had waited an extra month and were able to put on a few extra names i don't know that it would have gone <laughs> I don't know if it would have gone as good as it did. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, so we'll, we'll keep moving so that we can keep, keep yep. the conversation going. But so photo ops, you, you bullet pointed that out. Some of the ticket classes do have group photos. So there's the, um, class three, you get the real ghostbusters group photo and then class uh, five and above, you get a, a group photo with the, the original yeah. cast of, of the movies. Um, oh, but hold on. Let's, let's go back, Chris, because the other thing that I know a lot right. of people said was noticeably absent were any answer the call. Um, uh, cast members, uh, yeah. crew. Um, and again, I'm, I'm, there's got, there's gotta be, because they do make a point of mentioning Ghostbusters answer the call under like Ivan and Dan's credits. And, um, so again, maybe they just can't confirm anything. Maybe, uh, you know, I know Paul is out doing press right now for his next movie. Um, uh, it, actually, they just finished wrapping the next movie. I, he's he's all over the place. Paul is follow him on Instagram. He's a busy that guy's guy. like a world yeah. traveler. 
but so so maybe people like that they can't quite confirm yet either um anyway all right we'll, yeah we, i think i think paul's a think, good chance of paul as a drop-in like a, as, a, as a late drop-in sort of thing um but the just a small who was it comic book resort no it was the mary sue sorry mary sue yeah wrote an article about again like where are the atc actresses and then they themselves answered the question which was yeah well these four are pretty hot right now right like yeah um yeah uh, wig is is uh busy uh mccarthy is super busy Uh, she's uh in the oscars this week uh up up for an award yeah mckinnon is uh super busy uh right now uh her and um Jones will be off. They'll be on hiatus for SNL they at that point during the summer. June, they should be in hiatus. Yeah. Uh, then you start having to ask the question: <laughs> How much money would it take to lure Leslie Jones <laughs> well, to a gathering of Ghostbusters but, but fans? Also, you think <clears throat> think about the SNL actors when they go on hiatus. That's that's when they squeeze in whatever the movie is Movies, that they can work on. Exactly. Um, yeah. So so it might be a scheduling thing too, but. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, that's... I'm, again, yes, they're noticeably absent and, and the Mary Sue pointed out Sigourney and Annie Potts who same thing. I, I would love it if they're there. Maybe they are in talks. Maybe again, it could, it could just be that they weren't able to, to announce it at this point in time. Yeah. But... I think, I think, well, you and I can talk about this forever, but I think maybe if they, if they could have gotten a beachhead with some people from answer the call who were, you know, they were, were able to book and would at least, uh, that 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 ellipses at the end, more to come, sort of thing. It could have at least left that door open for uh, what's her name, uh, Cicely Strong. Cicely Strong. Oh yeah, Cicely Strong. Uh, uh, <laughs> maybe we could lure Andy Garcia back from I was, his. Uh, I, I was just gonna say Andy Garcia. That's really funny. <laughs> I was like, maybe Andy Garcia will show up and intimidate but, uh, everybody. But everything, right? Like, uh, yeah. th- th- like you stop it. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth is not coming. No, uh, yeah. out of all of them, well, Chris Hemsworth has to go play Hulk Hogan, uh, so he won't be he won't be able to come. But jeez, uh, oh, yeah, no, we won't get but, into that either. God, <laughs> yeah, everything is just a trigger not, uh, now. For yeah, uh, if yes, have some wants to talk about Chris Hemsworth. Uh, everybody <laughs> go over there. I'm pretty sure they are, anyways. Just yeah. they're recording tonight too. Theirs will be up tomorrow, so it's out already by the time you hear this. Go listen to theirs. Go I'm sure they'll be them, talking yeah. about Chris Hemsworth. As uh, uh, anyways, uh, moving on. I. I, yeah, I, I, oh, the only thing I will put in here is that, I mean, and you and I will again expand upon this is that is the, well, what are you looking to get out of the event? And, uh, Frank Welker and Sheldon Kahn were my, were my personal ones, uh, on top of everything else that we're going to get and all that. And the fact that I'm going to get to hang out with a, you know, it'll be a recreation of that, that premiere thing from two years yeah. ago, right? Like the, we don't often get to meet and hang out and all the sing karaoke. I'm just going to put that out there again. <laughs> God, um, I, hope, I hope so. Yeah. Uh, the, at the end of the day, it's like for me personally, you know, cause a lot of people looked at it and said, I've, <laughs> uh, some, some, uh, <laughs> Some, uh, what's the Eeyore, some Eeyore out there was complaining about, I got so many Dan Aykroyd, uh, signatures, I'm painting over them. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, well, A, not for everybody. Like some people haven't, yeah. Dan doesn't go everywhere. And B, there, look at the rest of the list, right? Like you yeah. can, you know, I met Frank, uh, not Frank, I met, uh, Maurice LaMarche. He does go to cons from time to time and he's very accessible. Great. Frank Welker, not so much. Um, yeah. and Sheldon Kahn, 
forget it. And maybe, you know, that's not what draws you to the, to, to the franchise, but you and I, who, for example, really love the making of aspect to have Sheldon Kahn at this yeah. thing. Or I'm even like, Joe, I'm Joe Medjuk. Yeah, I mean, Joe, Joe, Joe is retired. Yeah. Joe is living uh, the sweet life uh, on, on a private island somewhere, probably knowing Joe Medjuk. Joe, um, I can, uh, well, I can also apologize for bothering him that uh, one day in uh, Santa Barbara. <laughs> that's, that's true. Uh, You're not going to remember this, but about 20 listen, years ago. I, I called you and you were very you angry. Were and I'd like to apologize. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, I mean, and, and the photo ops, that's the next uh, bullet point. And, and to me, that's like... I'm still trying to figure out and we'll get into the whole money thing again later because the the fact that one of the tiers includes a photo with all of the original cast uh, that will be there. And again, they haven't mentioned everybody. So what if Annie and Rick or God willing, Bill Murray show up and, and if I, if I can somehow squeeze money out of my couch to find whatever pennies that I need uh, to get me over that edge, um, if I can get yeah. a photo with that entire cast, that's good Lord. Um, I'm, um, I'm hoping, uh, cause they had the, uh, the advance, uh, reserve, uh, placement where you put your money down and then, uh, the, you got an email with your code, which you could plug in to get your hundred dollars off the whole thing. Oh, right. Yeah. For, when we put our deposit down that that's actually how I saw it, Cause I saw the email yeah. in the morning that said, Tickets are live. Enter your uh, eight-digit uh, code for your hundred dollars. As I was like, wait, what? they are they what? Who they what now? They uh, the bottom of that had cust- a customer care email, which I think was their way of saying uh, because remember the this whole thing was sold on the it's refundable. If it comes out and yeah. you don't like it, you can get your hundred dollars back. No harm, no foul. I also hope, and this is not clear either, that that is the number or not the number, but the email you can write and say, I've bought in at tier whatever. But given now that so and so is showing up, could I please I roll that up? Yeah, um, and hopefully they'll help help with that because well, I don't know that I can afford it, but I like the thought of the option that I can move up uh, a tier to like a class five. What is it? Three class one, class three, class five, class ten, class ten. Yeah, uh, class ten is a huge like man. Just the option of being able to, I don't know. Uh, take a couple hit jobs and then uh, to roll it up sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I want to have breakfast with these people. Uh, how do I come up with 1500 bucks? Anyway, again, money, we'll talk later. We'll get there. Money. Um, but yeah, it's so, it, a drag. Well, so here's, here's the other thing that's a little um, unclear, which I think has also caused uh, some of the anger and the confusion is with the yes. photo ops. Uh, it, it, it's not entirely clear yet. If you can do individual photo ops, this is the same problem that, that they had with the, um, the Rick Moranis uh, convention where everybody said, Oh, yep. I want to meet Rick, Rick, <laughs> the beer's kicking in guys, Rick Moranis. Uh, but I have to pay whatever it was like $1,200, a thousand bucks for, for the VIP was, thing with Rick. Yeah, it was um, big. But, but it was not entirely clear that Rick was also doing, you know, f- photos that you could pay whatever the couple hundred bucks, uh, which again, now that yeah. I'm saying this out loud, it was like a thousand bucks to go to San Antonio and meet Rick Moranis. But, um, uh, we'll, we'll bring that up with com- comparable cons later. Uh, so yeah, so the photo ops, stay tuned on that because I have a feeling that there will be individual photo ops and autograph, uh, opportunities yeah. with all of these different people, especially once they announce who the people are and if they're going to have 
booths or or i mean the next news item or bullet point is meet and greets so i mean maybe these people aren't in booths maybe they're literally just walking around and you go up to a dunk tank and all of a sudden uh ernie hudson is standing behind you and wants to throw a (laughs) softball that's kind of what i'm expecting this to be i don't know i'm going the other way because at the end of the day uh people behind the booths uh that is also a meet and greet walk up say hello yeah come around you know, get a selfie and a hug or whatever and a little and more controlled and organized yeah this is the thing even at the low numbers that we're suspecting like the exclusivity of attendance you put you know two dozen vips into a room of a few thousand people that's that's just got to be chaos right yeah like, it's unwieldy yeah. so i suspect it's a lot more of there'll be uh you know a few hours of the day uh, where uh, you can, you know, just go up to see whomever, right? So yeah. if you're like, you, you know what? Like I said, do the math that, you know, I've, I, I Dan signed a, a skull bottle for me once and I saw William Atherton at a whatever and Ernie's at conventions all the time, but Sigourney Weaver's there and you're like, I will happily drop an extra 200 right now to stand in line and get an autograph and, and a photo f- with her. Finally get to meet Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Yeah. Get us, get a selfie photo with her. Sorry. I mean, you, that's, yeah. that's a good point. Cause now that you're mentioning, like if it's, if it's only a couple thousand people, cause I'm, I'm. I'm having flashbacks to the very first Star Wars celebration that I went to in Denver, Colorado, where it poured down rain. We were in an outdoor, like it was at the Wings Over Air uh, Museum, um, but, you know, like the outdoor, like all the panels were in a tent. And in order to get into the store, you had to stand in a line outside. In order to get into the tent, you had to stand in a line outside. And it was Colorado in, I don't know, it was like April, I want to say, or May, (laughs) right before uh, episode one came out. And there were 20,000 people there, I want to say, yeah. 20 or 30,000 people. And yes, all I did all day was stand in line to get into the store one day. Um, but that was with probably the, the, 10 times as many people that will be at this. So The, the um, lightsaber umbrella guy made it like a band. <laughs> no, this was pre-lightsaber umbrellas too. <laughs> that was before somebody had the ingenuity to do that. But. Before somebody stood in line like you at the first celebration and went, you know what I need to make? You know what? And that man is a millionaire now. Um, uh, so I do, I, I do, I do want to, I do want to reiterate what I wrote in my write up too, is that if it is open and mingling, uh, Ivan Reitman really loves it if you run up out of nowhere and hug him. He really I, does. I hate that you're encouraging this because this, <laughs> this is going to assure that it's a once in a lifetime do opportunity. It. Do not do it. Like leave if, the, if leave him alone. If you run up to Ivan Reitman and you give him a hug, he's going to quickly turn over to Eric Reich, who we love and adore, and be like, never do this again. Never do this again. <laughs> Get well, them out of here. <laughs> or you know, kill them. Have this man killed. <laughs> uh, if nothing else, he will be very grumpy about it. Yeah. Um, no, actually, to be the the couple of times I was lucky enough to meet Ivan Reitman, he's a he's actually he doesn't want to be your pal, but he does like to hear about how much you love the stuff he's done. Uh, uh, yes, I this think, is all true. Yeah, I think, uh, and I don't mean that in a in a uh, what's not narcissistic, but a uh, what's the term I'm thinking of? Uh, a co- complimentary way. <sighs> No, the, the 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 selfish kind of compliment. I love getting compliments because I'm self-important or whatever. It's not that sort of thing. I just – he is an old school – he's the last of the old school directors. 
Yeah. I think the newest generations are aware that people watch their movies and love them beyond it. He's uh, he's the last of an era of, of filmmakers that just moved on to their next thing and didn't really think that it would you know the ne- it would live on sort of thing the way it did and to be you know at this thing uh, 35 years later and people are kind of like i love it uh, my kid loves it my kids had a kid and they're loving it like that sort of thing like it's it's kind of he does like that uh like it's uh, just don't do it too much and for the love of god do not try and hug him um <laughs> yes please please no touching no touching no t- uh, <laughs> that's eric's job whole weekend no <laughs> touching i'm sorry Ivan doesn't like to be handed things please just to (laughs) give that to me uh so let's uh so meet and greets we talked about q a sessions yes you put sessions plural so we don't know um, what any of that means yet yeah and and maybe they're still solidifying that and and in addition to that there are all other panels um they mention how to draw slimer and stay puffed with a professional gb artist or no gb artists you because you even point out that it's plural yep so that's so, probably Dan Schoening and uh, me. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, no, I'm not gonna. There's, I should never be teaching anybody how to draw. Um, but I think that's where the coy Eric Burnham comment about stay tuned for more announcements is, is going to come into play. Uh, I, I bet there's an IDW centric something or other in there. But yep. Oh, it um, has to be, right? They did. So they called out props, costume, and effects panels. Um, so there, there, when you say effects, there's our Richard Edlund's, uh, boss film studios, anybody, uh, that, that may be in the area that may be able to come and talk about that. Uh, the celebrity hosted screening we talked about before, um, oh, screening of Ghostbusters documentaries. Uh, how many Ghostbusters documentaries are there? Yeah. Uh, it's gotta be like cleaning up the town. Uh, ghost heads and um, I'm I'm assuming it's it. it's it's cleaning up the town and saving the day because let let's be honest here, Ghost Heads is on Netflix. Yeah, Who wait, wants to, save what's saving the day? Which one's that? Because uh, you wrote sp- that, and I don't I don't remember. Oh, that is one. it not saving the day? What's they split it though? Remember? Oh 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 the the, the Buenos. Uh, you're right. Uh, too hot to handle. I think they're calling. Too it. hot to handle. Yeah yeah yeah. Sorry. Um, My yeah, clean, clean up the town and too hot to handle because I saw that I saw that in your bullet point. And I was like, what am huh? I forgetting? What was did did the Alessi brothers do a documentary <laughs> that I haven't seen? Because that would be rad. Let's just say I apologize. It was a very hectic morning. I was at my yeah. my real job and I was trying to put this together as quickly as possible. Uh, yes, I, f- I was trying to remember the name. I latched onto that. It sounded right. And I congratulated myself on remembering it. And apparently I did not. So uh, my also- bad. But 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 that does remind me of the Alessi brothers. That's a name I'm sure you guys can. Uh, I'm sure I think they're here in Los Angeles. Like add, yeah. add them to the list. Get them out here. Uh, because Where's Mick Smiley <laughs> or Mick, yeah. Mick Smiley. The last interview I saw with him, he was not too proud of his uh, Ghostbusters contribution. Still, but no. um, but so, I mean, because the next bullet point is a Ray Parker Jr. performance. Um, probably more than just him performing the theme song. I bet he, uh, he gets Rocks out there it. and he plays a full set. Uh, and, uh, what if Alessi comes out and performs with him or something? I don't know. Yeah. That would be really cool. Uh, all right. So the next one is the one that I was like, that's on the website. Cool. I did not see that at all. Uh, the real Ghostbusters voice actors doing an in character reading of an unused real Ghostbusters episode script. 
Um, these, these types of screenings, I mean, uh, screenings or performances, I guess I should say, uh, it's like when Jason Reitman did the, the reading of Ghostbusters and you had like all of these actors up there that, uh, you know, and you love, and they're playing the characters. This is like getting to see an unaired episode of real Ghostbusters. Yeah. And, and again, because of the exclusivity, uh, because of the cost of this thing, I'm willing to bet this is not going to be seen anywhere else ever again. Like this Uh, is sort of a, like, yeah, put, put your phones down. Nobody's allowed to record this kind of thing. Uh, Um, I'm pretty sure a Mark and Randy Lafissier. I don't know how they pronounce their last names. I can only guess at the Frenchness level of it. Um, I know they, uh, did at least a couple of scripts that never got produced. Uh, didn't Straczynski Uh, do a couple that were too too sort of edgy and risque for a Saturday morning cartoons? Yeah. Well, Uh, this is the man that, that did the, you know, the first batch of them that had that, uh, real heavy, uh, dark edge to it. Yeah. Well, well, more of a horror edge to it. Uh, and we know for a fact from his script writing book that, cause he had a, he had an outline of a script that never got used. Uh, and then, uh, a, a chunk of, of dialogue from another one that didn't get used sort of thing. So, so yeah, uh, uh there's gotta I mean, be a couple. And that's cool because it's also, they're acknowledging real Ghostbusters, which I know has been kind of a, a conscious effort, you know, the diamond select toys and the, um, uh, the episodes being up on Netflix, like real Ghostbusters is kind of getting some, some love, which is, is awesome. So, I mean, I'm, I'm curious, uh, this is, this is one that I earmarked. I'm like, okay, that I definitely have to see. I have to be there for that. Um, yeah. so, um, okay. So l- let me just rapid fire. Cause I, I do want to talk about the prices. Cause I know that that's going to take it, some time. It peters out at this point. I mean, these are, these are, these are, cool things it's just there's not really a lot to talk about and and the other thing too is there's a lot that's not mentioned here because again we know that ghostbusters 2020 we now know that it starts shooting on june 25th which unfortunately is right um after fan fest now um but so so there won't be any footage for them to show but they uh, casting um props whatever is new i'm sure they're going to be showing that's going to be a huge push too but there's going to be if nothing else Concept art. Concept art. Yeah. Uh, uh, exclusive stuff because they. I'm sure that that's going to be a, a huge part of it. But anyway, so so the Ecto One, we know that that's going to be there because yep. the 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 wonderful original car. Uh, well, you know what? It's funny. We say that that's a given, but now that I'm thinking, if production starts on June 25th in Calgary, and if that car is going to be in front of cameras. This may this may actually be the last opportunity to see the Ectomobile on the Sony Studios lot for quite some time, actually. Um, well, there you go. But uh, so so the let's say this the Ecto One as she is right now from the restoration that happened. Uh, God, it was forever ago now at this point. Two thousand nine, uh, two thousand seven. Um, yeah, this is this is kind of your opportunity to see the original car. Uh, hopefully, the original car is untouched, but maybe they're going to use it for filming. The teaser trailer tells me they're probably going to use that car, so go see it while you can. Uh, fan ectos uh, sounds like they're going to have a car show somewhere on the lot, which is fun. That one, that one feels a little bit like they may be assuming that at least one or two others roll up. Well, and especially if people are traveling in from out of town and at great expense yeah. as it is, they're probably not going to drive. Uh, but uh, we'll we'll see. I mean. Yeah. Um, there, I know there's a few of, uh, again, sh- to bring Sean Bishop up, he's got his awesome screen accurate Ecto. 
uh, uh, which was come, in a Walmart commercial. Walmart not commercial. That long come ago. see the one in the Walmart commercial. Yeah. Um, and then uh, video and board game exhibits, exclusive Ghostbusters world content and battles, and then of course uh, event exclusives, memorabilia, merchandise, stuff that you can pay merchandise, whatever uh, is is up for grabs. And and again, I'm sure that stuff they'll start announcing closer to the event. You know, uh, fun Funko Pops, uh, Diamond Select toys, whatever it may end up being. But yeah, so stay tuned on that. Okay, and so I, now an exclusive Ivan Reitman uh, Ghostbuster. Funko Pop. That's what we want. Uh, an exclusive Ivan Reitman hug guard, which uh, prevents you from <laughs> hugging him at uh, FanFest. Uh, or they so, do one of those Funko Pop uh, uh, movie scenes, but it's Ivan Reitman, uh, Eric Reich, and Eric Reich is killing a fan <laughs> at Ivan's Ivan's orders. <laughs> Have that person removed, yes. Um, the throne. The throne set. Uh, anyway, no, we love, we're, we're joking because right. we love you guys. Money. All right. Let's talk money. money. So here's here's where things get dicey. So the ticket prices. Uh, well, this is God, the discussion. I don't even know where to start. Ha- is it dicey? Well, because it's, of the it's crux not of this entirely whole thing, surprising. It's not entirely surprising. We knew there was going to be a jump. Uh, we knew we were going to have to wait to find out, and that would cause problems the longer it took for people. Yeah. And at the end of the day. Um, everybody has their own uh, make or break on this thing. So I don't, I don't, it, what's dicey is that we now know what the details are and suddenly everybody, it's like we've been holding like an envelope and we finally got to open it and find out. It says, yes, no, maybe. (laughs) Uh, And a lot of people were hoping that theirs said yes and found out that it's gone to maybe or absolutely to no or... Yeah, I mean it, and it's it's not quite the same as dicey. Is uh, dicey? No, is a, yeah, dicey is not. I, it it's really so. This is the prices have really turned this in my mind as to what it is. It is this is not like I thought it was going to be like fan fan fest for every anybody and everybody, um, which is you know uh, obviously what I'm sure they desired to do, um, and and now it's become a very a very exclusive, a very intimate, a very small in the sense uh, that I think they're really trying to limit the amount of people that are coming uh, to it, um, which makes sense, which we can get into in a second here because it's the studio lot and obviously you can't fit that many people onto a studio lot and uh, maybe they were waiting on if they could get people onto sound stages or parking lot. God, what's on the Sony lot that you can actually have a ton of, besides the parking lot, where else can you put a bunch of people? Um, but so maybe that's part of it. Maybe they were trying to figure out like, what is our, our max head count here? Um, and then what is, how much does it cost? Because a studio lot is not a cheap place. God, even during the week, just to film something, uh, on one of the walkways, uh, is, is an expensive thing. So, uh, so, so let's, uh, I'll break down the, the, the prices. I won't go into what they all include because I, I think you should go, go check that out. But, uh, youth 15 and under 99, 99, yeah. um, which so it, it, leads yeah. me to believe not a lot of kids will be there, which is, is kind of, that's sad because again, I love seeing kids interact with all of these, like God, all of the photos and, and the kids at the answer, the call premiere of them getting to, to meet these heroes, uh, very cool but yeah although a fair point given the numbers we are about to throw around if people were thinking we're going to take the kids and they dropped an exclusive 
not the but the I can never remember what they call it, but the the reserve uh, thing for a hundred bucks. It basically means they're already in. Yeah, it's, it was their priority early access. Priority I think access. they called it. Um, so kids done. You're in. Kid, yeah, kids done. And uh, again, I'll, I'll try to bring up. Uh, comparables, but you know, a, a ticket at Disneyland now. I know a lot of people is like, well, it's cheaper to go to to Disney World now. But so a a day pass for kids at Disneyland is a hundred and twenty bucks now, uh, and that's so. It, again, I know you get a lot more out of uh, Disneyland because you're uh, riding rides and stuff like that. But again, I'm just I'm throwing out uh, comparisons just so that we have some sort of point of reference. Uh, the class one ticket, which is just the general sort of baseline admission price <laughs> the you're not 15 years and younger yeah yes exactly <laughs> by the way 15 fair or older. point 15 actually that's pretty impressive too because we know there's a lot of fan groups and stuff like that that have their kids involved and they're not all little kids right there are you know tweens and teens that yeah. are, are, are 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 with the groups and all that so this 15 means that those you know contrary to what you were concerned about there this does kind of open the doors for them uh, uh, pretty, pretty readily. <laughs> well, but I, let me put it this way. My, my one-year-old daughter, I'm not going to pay a hundred dollars for to come. Uh, unfortunately, no. I would love for her to be there and for, for this to be something for her, but she, yeah. she won't remember it. I'm not going to, but I've met her and all she'll want to do is clink glasses with Ivan <laughs> Reitman and Ivan Reitman <laughs> hates that. This is true. She does love to cheers at my daughter. <laughs> anyway, um, so <laughs> Here's Troy gushing about his kid podcast. Uh, so class class one four ninety nine. Uh, that does include um, some some of the uh, like the the lanyard and the DVD and all of that 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 swag bag that we talked about. That's included, um, and that's kind of the base price that gets you into the screening on Friday and then the Saturday event. Yeah. Um, then a step up from that is the class three, which is six ninety nine ninety nine. That is the tier, which now includes a group photo with the real Ghostbusters, right? I unfortunately yes. didn't put that in my rundown, but that was that the, is, yeah, that, that's, that's the real Ghostbusters is. photo op. Yeah. Now, again, not saying that they won't have individual photos with Frank Welker, uh, Maurice the Marsh, whoever ends up being there, but that's whatever they're setting up as a group photo where you run in and you take your picture with all of them together. That's, yeah. that's that particular class. I'm kind of curious to... Because as you said, it's the all the original cast of Ghostbusters that make it, right? So whoever's not listed, so say Sigourney Weaver or Rick Moranis or Andy Potts shows up and they get in on the, those photos at the uh, higher tiers. Yeah, if, I was going to say that's the class five. That's the next that's one the class, up. Yeah. yeah. Stay with me. Okay. The, okay. the class three right now is the three RGB guys. But if um, – um, Arsenio Hall somehow manages to make it. Or if they bring in Alfonso Rivera and Tara Strong and they just go, guess what? That's RGB light or whatever. And they put them all in there. You know, that suddenly may have gone from three of the RGB voice actors to a pantheon of cartoon ones. Like we don't, we don't know yet. Uh, And frankly, that's, that's the one I've, I'm, I've thrown in on. Uh, And yeah, like you said, getting all of those people together in one place, uh, obviously that's why they're doing the script reading because I'm sure that that's a rare thing to get all of them. You know, they're not working together, obviously, but you can't, um, you can't, if you can't, dear Sony and wizard world, if you're listening, (laughs) um, I'm just going to practice my Dr. Johnny Fever voice. And whenever I need to talk to people who are never listening to this thing, I'll use it. It's like, um, if you can't get uh, uh, Arsenio Hall, uh, Alfonso Ribeiro could uh, step in. 
uh, as a as a probably decent enough Winston. That's a good point. And a Terra Strong could. Uh, there's not just we, uh, maybe a Janine if they uh, they don't get one of the Janine actresses in there. Uh, can you know can I, I mean? throw, Can I throw this out there? Do uh, it. Er, Ernie Hudson's there. And remember the, oh. that Ernie was turned down for uh, reprising his role. Uh, Alfonso, don't sit down. Ernie, seat. get out of Ernie's seat. Well, yeah, uh, well, get get Ernie in there to be get Winston. Get Ernie in there. Absolutely. Well, see, oh, see, there's the once in a lifetime is you get to go see Ernie Hudson. It's like it's like it's like a Marvel's what if? What if Ernie Hudson actually got the job playing himself like he was supposed yeah. to? And, uh, and what if, again, considering the amount of people that are there, I mean, I know we're going back to our discussion about the, the script reading and stuff, but yeah. what if uh, random character number four has a voice and out walks uh, Dan Aykroyd or Rick Moran, like whoever ends yeah. up being there and it's like, oh my God, this person is now voicing. And that's always the yeah. fun part about those live script script readings is the surprise element. So absolutely. Um, anyway, so, so yeah. Anyways, uh, so, so, so that's, that's tier three. That's tier three. Then the the class five is the nine ninety nine ninety nine. Uh, that's for the group photo with the original cast. Uh, whatever members that they're able to confirm will be there. Yep. Um, and then there is the class ten, which is the uh, piece de resistance resistance that everybody now points to, and they're like fifteen hundred, but it's fourteen ninety nine ninety nine. Uh, that gets you the group photos. Uh, priority access and you don't have to stand in lines. You get premier parking, all of that kind of like you're, you're basically paying for the VIP treatment. Um, you also get to have breakfast on, I'm guessing Saturday morning with, uh, I think it's a Dan and Ivan. Is that right? Or is it just, is it an, an exclusive breakfast with whomever? It was a whomever. Okay. Um, I, if I recall correctly, I, what do you think? Is it at that, 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 that cool restaurant commissary in the middle of the, uh, it would make, I mean, cause it would make uh, logistical it would make sense, sense right? that it's, yeah, it's the commissary. There's, there's a big restaurant. Uh, they also have like a, 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 a kind of like a convention area. Um, which again, I mean, we, we were fortunate enough when we went to that trailer event, they did have like lunch for people, which was really awesome. And, and, uh, maybe it's in that, that same room. Um, but um, so I mean, it, it, again for for fourteen ninety nine ninety nine, maybe it's something completely different. It's uh, an exclusive something somewhere. <laughs> um, well, actually, given that you know, I don't know, they could put it in the boardroom, right? Like it just be could be a nice little catered breakfast yeah, in the boardroom I, of Ghost Corps. Well, and that's that's the thing. I don't know how many of these tickets. We, we have no idea what the cap is on available. these tickets. Uh, unfortunately, it's not like with a Kickstarter where it's like there's 10 of these available and there's 20 of these available. We don't know. So um, I guess it all kind of depends on how many of those they sell or how many they're planning on selling. I don't know. But uh, yeah. so I, I, I want to talk about why we think it's so expensive. I definitely want to talk about what you and I are planning to do maybe on air off air because we got to put our ducks in a row and figure out uh cuz i i want it i want to do it all but i also can't afford the 14.9999 but so but let's first talk about why we think it's it's so expensive because on last week's show and, and in a couple other shows we kind of started figuring out i i think you and i had the sense that it was going to be very expensive i kind of get that feeling that you and i were uh maybe there was a little esp that was uh uh tingling because we started talking about like, well, the Star Trek cruise is really expensive. I wonder if it's going to be like the Star Trek cruise. And that's kind of an, a small event, but it's like a week long. And again, I looked at the Star Trek cruise stuff and that's really expensive and they have payment plans. And and I think I should mention that. I don't, I don't think that they really 
defined and spelled that out for people. No. But there are payment plans if you if you do want one of these more expensive. I mean, they're all expensive, but if you want one of these tickets, yeah. you can put yourself on a payment plan and uh, and and sort of parse it out. But if you want to go to this, uh, to be honest, that hundred dollars down you put in. Uh, thanks to the way Cal- this surprised some people who don't have the same sales tax as California, uh, that hundred dollars goes away basically on, um, Oh, on, tax. on taxes. Oh, but so oh, take, God, I didn't even, tax is not included in these. Uh, no. Oh boy. I, I and that goes to show, I have not purchased my ticket yet, which we'll get into in a second. We'll get, but, well, God, yeah. go back and start this episode over everybody with, a uh, with, uh, some sort of drink and the drinking game is every time we say, but we'll get into that later. I know. And, and here uh, it and is, it's like by the end. two hours into the podcast. But. Um, the, the, the payment plan thing is we're five. Well, we're not, where are we? March, April, May, June. We're four months out. We're four months out. So what they've yeah. basically done is they chop it into five. They go, please pay us uh, uh, one right now, one fifth right now. And then over the next four months, you pay the rest of it. Um, so for example, the class three uh, <coughs> hacked up means you're paying about 150 bucks a month, which is uh, not inconceivable depending on uh, – let's put it this way. It's not uh, It's not impossible. Uh, it may be uh, difficult uh, and it may be unattainable for some people, but it's it's not like they said $1,000 and scrounge up an extra $1,000 yeah. a month to go. Well, we're, we're, I mean, that's, that's where you kind of have to assess your own situation because yeah. immediately when I looked at the – I looked at the prices and I saw the class 10 where it was the 14.99.99. I was like that that's your Zack Ryder tier. That's your um <laughs> you know your 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 fans with means. Uh that's 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 for them. Um, fans with means. Fans okay. with means. When we're done, you and I need to sit down and write a script pitch because I have a title <laughs> that kills. Fans with means. Fans with means. Um but anyway, so yeah, so I I again like well, let's, let's get into it because I, so I put my hundred dollars down and I was expecting, yeah, okay. The hundred dollars is probably going to get me in the door for like one of the days, maybe Friday and Saturday. I, and this was back when I, I was under the assumption that it was going to be a three day thing. Um, and obviously that's not what panned out. And, and now I'm looking at these prices and I'm saying like, well, I really, 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 really want all of these things. But at the same time, I also really, 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 really want a Blitzway Ecto-1 and it's still more expensive than the Class 10 ticket and I've already put myself in that mindset like I, I can't yeah. afford that. I'm never going to have that Blitzway Ecto-1 and that's okay. Uh, again, Zack Ryder's going to have three of them in his awesome rec room downstairs because he's Zack Ryder. But, uh, you know, so... so there, I, Yeah, there's a certain yeah. luck component going on here too. We just... It has to be understood... This has happened with other conventions too. That the closer you are to it, the easier it is to 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 go, is what it comes down to, and that's hitting a lot of people too. Because on top of what it pays, you know, what they're asking for you to pay to come in and get this stuff, you know, people still have to sleep somewhere for a couple of nights and uh, get a bite to eat and yeah. get there somehow. And the thing is, is uh, you know, you 
shaking my fist at you over the podcast I know. Well, that's, that's a geographical proximity i always you that's are, why we've been so lucky for a lot of things that we you do are, but anyway, yeah you're yeah. you're right there and that's that's no, that's nothing to hate on you for you that's just you chose to live in the city that also happens to be where they make the movies where they have the studio lot where they have the ghost corps headquarters and they've decided to do this event uh same for sean bishop etc at the southland gbs it's a lot easier for you guys to yeah, go there's no airfare there's no hotel accommodations there's I, no money no. for food and I have to factor in, you know, a few hundred dollars, you know, four or five hundred dollars worth of flight to get down there and a couple of nights and some traveling around and uh, drinks at karaoke, Uh, you know. That that bumps that's it a, up for me. Three hundred dollar bar tab that you uh, just added on there. Uh, and, uh, there's other things. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, luckily slash unluckily born Canadian uh, for different reasons, uh, and in this case, uh, my dollar does not go as far right. with you guys. Like I'm a right. quarter down when I spend money to yeah. go to this thing, right? Uh, so all Canadians that want to go to this well, thing, that's, or that's it. I know a lot of I, not just Canadians, but I know there's we have a lot of international people that are listening yep. to this that we're banking on on coming and uh again because of uh, because of financial things it's yeah it's it's a little more difficult now which is yep. a shame because i was i was really looking forward to, to seeing some of these people that that are usually not in los angeles for some reason no and um, i know i you yeah. and i know like uh germany italy uh, uh the uk uh, that those are some long hauls, right? Yeah. Like Japan, I was hoping Naoki was going to be able to come to this. And no, I finally uh, get to meet that guy. But uh, you know, would South Korea come back? The South Korea team. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know. But that was always. Let's just be. On, let's just put it this way. Like uh, Naoki, maybe South Korea. But that was so up there that I think a lot of us just said probably not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and they probably went probably not. Uh, just just because they would have. Well, Japan's actually not too terribly bad to get to LA, but anyways, point being, yeah, the further away you were geographically, the, that kind of, uh, then everybody has their own situation. Like I, I know, uh, a handful of people, they didn't bat an eyelash at the class 10. They're like, I'm going and I'm paying yeah. for the class 10 because that is going to be awesome. And you, like me, are sitting here going, it's awesome. By the same token, uh, uh, mortgages, children, yeah, <laughs> things yeah. like that. I uh, mean, I know at the very least, I'm going to do the class one because I, I obviously want to go. Yeah. I, uh, 100%. That's the whole reason I put the $100 down when they did the the priority access yeah. corridor thing. I was like, I'm, I'm going. Um, <laughs> it's, but it's uh, – uh, I think I put in the rundown um, – try to help Troy figure out how to sell this to the rest of the family because I, I kind of got laughed at when I was like, I know we need another car seat, but... What? Um, yeah. Uh, uh, let's put yeah. it this way. I am 46 years old and I've already put the word out to my immediate family. I love you all dearly. Please do not try to guess a birthday present for me this year. Just... <laughs> hand me the equivalent cash because yeah, I'm going to need it. <laughs> here's my Venmo account. Help. Um, please help. I'm poor. But yeah, I mean, so that, that, that was kind of the last thing I wanted to end on here, uh, Chris. Um, yeah. What, what are we planning on doing? Because I, again, as we're recording this, uh, obviously it's, it's Wednesday. Well, it's Thursday morning now at this point. Um, but I, I have not purchased my ticket. I, I'm, and again, I'm going to, but I also just kind of have to sit down and crunch numbers and figure out like, 
God, I really want that that photo op. I wanted I want the class five. That's that's obviously what I want to do because yeah. I want I want that photo with all of the people as a kid and now that I have loved and admired in one place with one photograph and just to kind of have that I was there moment. Um yeah. and and again, but it's like how much is that worth to you? And how much can you afford? It's your mileage may vary. Um, it, it, it may. I thought about it, but the trick is, is that to move up to that tier and that's, it's not inconsiderable. That's a $300 US difference. Yeah. It well, also, and, and what's it the also, payment plan too? That's cause I haven't, <laughs> I haven't moved to the point where I can actually get into the purchase. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the whole ticket purchasing, putting it in your cart thing. Cause I'm scared, but, um, but you know what are you paying 200 bucks each payment plan how how do they parse it out how do you well i it's it's in fifths oh it's in fifths uh, okay you you well, that makes sense. you, you yeah. snuck off to get another beer didn't you cuz i no. kind of tried to lay it out um you go in right now you say this is the tier i want they and they they opt, they're like pay now or do it in installments or you click installments, installments. Okay. they're like we've hacked it up into 5 we need the first one right now and then you're going to give us four more before uh you know june gets here sort of thing okay okay yeah uh now for me to move up to the cast it wipes out the 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 cartoon actors and this is this is this will be a weird thing as a guy who has mentioned over and over and over again i'm not as strong an rgb collector i did watch the hell out of the cartoon i do love it i watch a lot of other cartoons as well i was gonna say these guys are legends not just because and and this also hasn't mentioned what other people will be there too no and here's 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 the thing as much as i love Real Ghostbusters, uh, as much as I love that Strack worked on it, those first ones where he was showrunner are just awesome. Ghostbusters in Paris, just amazing stuff. Um, my real Ghostbusters was Scooby-Doo. I'm old enough yeah. that I watched Scooby-Doo. Yeah. So really, I really got to meet Frank Welker. Like, I gotta. Like, there's no way around it. Yeah. Uh, well, and you're you're fortunate. You've met Maurice Lamarche before, but I've, met I've never met Maurice. I, I want I want to meet him again. I uh, talk Orson Welles with that guy. Somehow. I happily want to meet Dave Coulier just because he seems like a, a fun enough guy that I want to meet him at least once. So, and here's the other thing. This is where the personal thing comes in. This some people will find this odd. I'm not as interested in the photo with the cast of the movie. I mean, it's cool and all, but those that are actors on it, they're cool and all that. And if I get to meet them, great. And if I don't, I'm kind of okay with that. The guys who made it happen, I got to meet two of them. And the third one uh, left this uh, mortal coil before I got to, and I will forever regret that. So for me, when it comes to the people who worked on the first movie, I kind of got to meet the ones I wanted to meet already. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking and to me that just kind of made things a little easier for me. Cause at least I'm not trying to figure out how to pay for this higher tier. <clears throat> I'm fortunate that my, what I want out of it as a minimum, uh, is, is there in tier three. Now that said, this is the thing you and I didn't really parse through yet. Yeah. We talked, well, we talked about it, but we didn't really fully parse through it. This idea of the meet and greet and how it's going to happen. The reason I think it is this opportunity to uh, pick and choose. 
I'm banking that if I decide to, I may get to get my photo taken with Sigourney Weaver or Annie Potts for a little additional money um, without having to wipe out meeting the RGB cast and yeah. all that and whatever comes with it. Because <coughs> Sheldon Kahn is going to be there, right? <laughs> so part of yeah. it will be probably him on the panel talking and all that. But – I'm also thinking that it also suggests like he's, it's not like, yeah, I got my picture taken with Dan Aykroyd, Ivan Reitman, Ernie Hudson, and, uh, oh, Sheldon Kahn. It's like, that's kind of cool for some people and other people are like, who and why? Who and, yeah. Um, and maybe somebody like Sheldon Kahn is out walking around, uh, the grounds of, of the studio a lot and you, you, you get that, that opportunity. I mean, when they say meet and greet, it's still kind of. It, obviously you're in the door so you get to meet whoever is out there and walking yeah. around and think of god i met darwin cook just walking around the exhibit hall uh of WonderCon one year and i i got to tell him that i love yeah. new frontier and and again like you said uh, people who have left this mortal coil it's like god i met darwin cook and, I, and our interaction yep. was 10 seconds long but i still remember that i was uh, i got to I, I i never got over to say hi during the thing i never got to go over and maybe get him to draw me something or something like that but as i was helping uh, pack up uh one of the first fan expos that the ghostbusters of british columbia attended uh, uh neil adams was there at that uh, one and i got to walk uh, up to him and shake his hand and say i'm sorry i didn't get to come by earlier but i just got to tell you like your stuff was what I read growing up sort of thing. And we chatted for a couple of minutes and you know what I mean? Like I'm, yeah. I'm willing and to, to bank on some random experience. There has to be a part of it for the convention too. Like at a certain point I factored in that I'm going to pay tier three. I'm going to get to see the, like some people are like I've seen the movie a million times. It's like, are you going to get to see it with, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds uh, of fanatics from around of the world. And, and maybe yeah. that's not and, – and, and fair is fair. For some people, they're like, I don't care. Great. Okay, okay, fair. That's fine. For others, it's like – especially those of us who like went to ATC and all that, like the chance to just hang out with yeah. fans around the world was in its own weird way, you know, had a value to it, an experiential value to it um, that you can't get anywhere else sort of thing. And certainly you can't get online. Um, I um, – you know, I'm looking at these things going, this is, this, there's, <sighs> yeah, I, there's an, ex- there's already a, enough built in experiential worth to it that I'm happy to pay the tier three. Yeah. I, um, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't foresee a real killer need for me to get to the upper tiers. Uh, I, I'm happy to come sit and listen to them talk, uh, maybe get a photo, you know, in, in the room. Uh, like of them, or maybe they do the thing where I do get to go up and say, please take my $40, sign this thing. And do you mind if I get a camera phone photo with you? Whatever. That's, that's all good. I'll take that. If it's there, if it's not the chance to, you know, shake hands with Frank Welker and, and, you know, explain to him, you know, the two decade run. Well, no, yeah, no what, actually that's not even what fair. What means to you, I, what his work has done for your life. And one of the first yeah. things me and my son, like, uh, God, so many hours of bubble guppies and Paw Patrol, but <laughs> but Thomas very early on and should not have like just not scared at all of Scooby Doo, and that yeah. was one of the first things we were able to sit down and watch that Dad watched too, sort of thing. Like, don't get me wrong, some part of me, a lot of people are like, did you show him real Ghostbusters? No, I'm not going to show a three year old real Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, 
but he and I, and, you know, and Frank Welker's all over the place. So, you know, Frank Welker <laughs> has been a voice in my ear yeah, one way or another. Or, or inexp- like one of those things where you see like additional animal voices by Frank Welker. Frank Welker exactly. is one of those people that you can go up to and you can say the words, bark like a dog for me. And and they don't think that it's a Caddyshack reference. He'll actually start barking like a dog because that's what he does for a living. It's kind of awesome. I but, have watched enough cartoons one way or another and heard yeah. his voice so often. I have a list of questions. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I need to meet this man and ask him a question or two. And that's part of it, the thing, too. The, the photo op that's in the thing is also autographs, too. The, the way it's the way they listed it is not only do you get to get your your photo taken with them but if you bring along a thing or whatever you can get a uh, get their John Hancock on it as well uh, if they do write John Hancock on it they will reimburse your money <laughs> is what I've heard um, yeah I mean so and 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 hearing hearing you talk about like that's I think that's important to say, and I, I I need to cap us off before we hit two hours because it's going to be hell on our compression uh, for the, the podcast episode. But, um, uh, you know, what is this worth to you? What does it mean to you? Um, and and I know a lot of people have been saying, well, the true fans are not going to go, or the true fans are going, or like that's not what this is about no. at all. Um, and and it's not about elitism, and it's not about like obviously it's it's if if this means enough to you to purchase it and and do it um or if if there's a reason you want to go like it it has to be your personal experience and and unfortunately some people will not be going um which is i wish that everybody could go it's one of like it, i said it when we did the um the premiere um i i I have to pinch myself. You and I have been so lucky and we have done so many crazy, stupid, awesome things um, that were spoiled. And, and it's one of those where it's like, I wish everybody was here. I wish everybody was here right now. Um, But logistically it's not possible. And uh, so, so unfortunately this has kind of turned into another one of those things where it's not like, like we can't have 40,000 people uh, there, uh, it ends up being, you know, X amount of people and, and it's, yeah. and it's sad. So, but, but if well, it, it's, nobody is asking anyone to spend a thousand dollars, please. If, if, if you are, if you are a hardcore fan, if you love Ghostbusters, if you have grown up and you've loved Ghostbusters and you know, every real Ghostbusters uh, episode inside and out by heart, um, and you want to come, but you, you don't, you, you, can't swing it financially please don't do it just don't it's it's not it's not saying anything lesser of of you as a fan uh you are no. still a, a hardcore fan um and and there are obviously there there are little kids that are are diehard fans too and it doesn't this yeah. is not something for them either so i, I <sighs> we, we we all have to know. do this in a certain way shape or form and it cannot be how we measure our worth as fans. Uh, and going back to your point, my point, for example, a lot of fans out there with kids, yeah, we just can't dis- indiscriminately buy stuff. Yeah, this like, is not a, fam- I, a family outing, which I thought it was going to be, but now well, it's it's not. Yeah, it, it, Well, it will be for some. That's <laughs> just the way. Trust well, me. True. Oh, I, even yeah. even now, I'm sitting here in Vancouver, and I'm kind of. I feel like I'm 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 doing okay. And then I see people that are doing the the big regular, 
you know, full family uh, trip around the world every year sort of thing. And I'm kind of like, Ugh. but yeah, how, it's okay. not, it's not a reflection on them, good or bad. It's not a reflection on me, good or bad. It's just, that's what it is for them. And this yeah. is what it is for me. And let's be honest, like <laughs> we could be equivalent in all forms, except that they've decided they do very little else. And then they're taking the trip. And I've decided somewhere along the line that, you know, yeah, that one more collector's near a wolf book really needs to sit on my shelves or they, the, 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 the thing is, is that I, for example, would have loved to own the Mattel or the upcoming Mezco or, uh, uh is Blitzway doing 12 inches? I can't remember any of those. I would love to have them sort yeah. of thing, but no, I can't, I can't do the money. The, the car, um, who's the, the Blitzway car, yeah. Blitzway, no the the month is that the the monthly? Oh oh, the Eagle Moss, yeah, the Eagle the Moss, Eagle Moss car. one, yeah, yeah. That thing looks brilliant. I a I don't have the time. I like had I just to opt don't out have of the that time. too. And yeah. B I don't. And it is brilliant. And I can't. I yeah. can't. It's not. It's not a. It's not a failure on me in any way, shape, or form to go. Ah, I can't do it. Like I and I say that as a guy who's uh, we talked about this before. I got a basement filled with stuff, and a lot of it was acquired at a time where I was like, "Gotta get, gotta get, gotta get." Now I'm looking at it, going, "I'm, I'm Marie condoing these the 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 room, going, this does is it bring me joy. joy." Yeah. Um. So, yeah, this is the hard part. Like I said, the way I described it is that we heard about it, we understood the potential, we all had a number in our head. And we were all holding an envelope and then it all dropped and we compared that number to their numbers and that envelope. For some of us, it was still a yes, but an ouch. Yeah. For others, it was a, I'm doing it anyways. For others, it was things turned into a maybe and they got to look at it. I had to do some thinking. You're still thinking on it, but you know, it sounds like you're going to do it, but you just haven't pulled the trigger and you got to do yeah, some, some mean, math and projecting and, and for others, it just <coughs> shifted away and, you know, for a variety of different reasons and that, well, that sucks. I kind of wanted to meet all of you. Uh, everybody uh, going yeah, wants to meet everybody else. It's just, you know, it's kind of like the, the premiere. It's not like Sony could fly a hundred or two hundred people down, but they said if you can get there, you're in. And back then, there was some hurt feelings over. Well, I can't go because I not enough I time. Get there. I'm working. Yeah. I can't afford. Oh, gosh, you know that's that's just how it goes sometimes, guys. Like you, what some troubadour once said, you can't always get what you want. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's I mean, and and we are in that that type of. It's it's kind of again I I kind of I take a few steps back, especially this particular week for some reason, and and it's like uh, we're getting the second Ghostbusters movie in three years. There's a convention that's officially sanctioned that's got all of these guests that are coming, and yes, it's incredibly pricey. And and the minute I saw it, I was like, oh boy, that's that's too rich for my blood. But I I, I got to go. I want to because this is we've talked about this now for how long uh 30 plus years especially if you if you count uh uh the the pre-internet time when you were like i want to meet those people um and we're like we're gonna have a convention and and again the dragon con folks when they put on pke surge 
Um, that, that is just as big as a, of a fan fest as this. Um, and, and again, it's not uh, being disparaging of, of anything towards that. Or, or again, I saw, I saw our Ectocon uh, 2020, uh, friends who said too, too rich for your blood, fly to Scotland. Um, because we're having Ectocon 2020. And I actually, I thought about that too. I was like, well, you know, for, for this amount of money, I can probably get a flight out to Scotland, but then I've got to, you know, pick up the hotel and all that stuff. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's again, if you have the means, do it. If you don't have the means, it's okay. Uh, it's it's totally fine. Um, this is not this is not a. a I don't know. I hate it. I, the, the, I had to kind of step away from social media because it was like, I'm a true fan. No, you're not a true fan. I'm a true fan. Like everybody's a fan. That's, that's why the, this is, is yeah. possible. That's why this exists. Um, and, um, so I don't know. I mean, I, again, I'm trying to cap us here at two hours. So, uh, yeah. we have to kind of bring things to a close Let, and I'm sure we can talk yeah. about this more next week. We, uh, we got, we got months to talk about yeah, it. We so. do. We do. And, and I'm sure more details will be announced, um, based upon the response this week, who knows, maybe things will change. I, I don't know if that's for the good or for the <clears> better, yeah. if that's for the worse. Um, so you know, we'll, we'll keep you guys updated. Um, and, and, Definitely. Once I figure out, I still need to sit down with my spreadsheet and figure out my budget. Um, but you know, we'll keep each other posted on what we're uh, doing. And um, I, I think, again, I know it was uh, very disappointing to some people. It was very exciting to some people. And like you said, some people didn't bat an eyelash. It was like, great, I'm in. I'm all in. Uh, and uh, that's yeah. that's just the way things go. So uh, at any rate, let's put it this way. <sighs> Imagine if I sat around being honestly mad at Jeffrey Shrek. <laughs> I'm no, always serious. mad at Jeffrey Shrek. <laughs> but seriously, that guy has come out of the left field, uh, has Scrooge McDuck levels of disposable income to pick up stuff that I would kill people at yeah. random to get my hands oh, on. I mean, and it's guess what? Here's here's what it comes down to. I wish I could have it, and I am so happy he does. Yeah. Um, so I honestly, this is the pinball machine to me. It's like, I feel bad. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like I, I feel bad for the people I've spoken to who are like, I can't, I can't do it. And I'm happy when I hear of the people who have done the math and said they can, and that's where it's got to be. And the thing is, is that's all we can hope for is that this goes through. It is, uh, at a minimum of what we expected, if not more, so that potentially in the future, there's another shot that makes sense or circumstances have changed and, you know, you, you, people are able to come sort of yeah. thing. Like if, if we're just going to grump it into the ground, like the, there was the meme joke that came out. It was very funny. Uh, and then got very, really old, really quick of the, uh, I had no idea it would be so much. I won't pay it. <laughs> I won't pay it. And yeah, I was, I, saw that, yeah. I was so dying to put up the, well, we can just not do it ever again. Can, can't we, Dr. Vegman? Yeah. Right. You are Dr. Stance. It's like, uh, sorry. Yeah. I just, I, no. And, and I mean, I, I'll, here's maybe where I'll cap it is, uh, you know, once I do figure out how, to what extent I'll be able to go and what stuff I'll be able to do, I, if, and, and when I have that sorted out, I'm going to make it my mission to find some way, uh, to, to make it feel to those people that are not able to go like you're there. Uh, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do Facebook live. We'll do a podcast, like whatever we can do to live tweet the crap out uh, of everything, something just so that everybody feels like they're there. And I'm, and I'm hoping that that's also in the plans for, 
um, you know, cause obviously this is a wizard world thing. So maybe ghost core and, and, and Sony are, are trying to find some way to, to include everybody. Um, but, uh, yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, we're, we're, we're pushing the two hours, which is unfortunate. So, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put a cap on the fan fest discussion here. Uh, I do encourage you guys, uh, call the voicemail. Um, I, I have a bunch of voicemails that I wasn't able to play because this is running a little bit long, but, um, we'll, we'll put the voicemails in next week's episode and, uh, let us know what you're thinking, what you're planning, um, if you thought you were going to be able to go, if you're not able to go, uh, give us, you know, tell it, tell us your fan fest story because we want to hear everybody's voices and, and play them here on Don't the show. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. And Twitter accounts. Friends is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for... The Ghostbusters! Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Mr. Stewart, I yeah. am exhausted mentally, physically. This has been a long two days. That's, uh, that's because you drank two beers for the recording, I whereas I drank, drank a coffee. Yeah, uh, but I, I knew I knew that this was going to be because it it was it 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 was a very difficult forty eight hours um, for a variety of reasons, obviously. But yeah. Um, so, I, in terms of uh, uh, of some final thoughts, do you have uh, do you have an upbeat? something or other here to uh to send us home on yeah i i got two uh one is please remember we said about the installment thing i don't know why wizard world just assumed people would roll into this stuff it should have been spelled out the the that late the 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 loose list of what you will happen there should have been at least pointed to in the the ticket bits uh, rather than people assuming that the short bullet list of yeah. of key features was all that the thing was going to be, because uh, that turned a lot of people off. Um, the and it, it should have also said uh, about the installment thing, because that actually changed it for so many people. Because yeah, uh, there's a lot of people going. I cannot drop you know seven hundred bucks right yeah. now. Oh, like I, I, I saw that and I was like, I got to talk to my wife. Uh, yeah, this is this Where, has changed. Yeah. Whereas you know, it's it's the same thing. Like it's it's you can you can buy uh, you know a coffee a day at Starbucks, no problem. But if they said pay for all of your Starbucks coffees at the beginning of the month, it's a little bit of different math depending on how yeah. you budget your life, right? Yeah. Uh, or how your pay comes through and all that sort of thing. So uh, that's one and two. I think some people. I'm worried that some people are throwing in the towel <sighs> too quickly. Again, perhaps because they just weren't well informed enough. And also just, again, I don't know, maybe they got some ideas into their head about what things should be or should not be and upset about it. But that if you've got the priority access, hold on to it. Because apparently that thing will run right up 
to the event itself. Uh, now, that's not to say that, again, since we don't know if there's caps on any of these VIP or tier things, that if the longer you wait, you might not be able to. But I'm right. pretty sure if you wait at least a month or two, it's, you'll still be able to refund it later if you want. And otherwise, it just sits there waiting for you to go, oh my god, Sigourney Weaver is coming, or whatever. Yeah. And then you and that tips you over the edge to go, I will, I will figure this out. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, and that's that's kind of the boat that I'm in at the moment too. Um, just trying to sort some stuff out, and 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 that's okay. You don't have to pull pull the trigger on on a ticket immediately either. I don't get that sense at all. A lot of but. people did it right on the first day, and I'm like, I uh, I would have slept on it at least. <laughs> yeah. Also, you you have that liquid income that you can. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Uh, and, and I, I kind of want to just leave everybody on a note of, uh, and I, I think I've, I've said it too many times on this podcast and I'm, I'm hoping people aren't tired of hearing it, but uh, we love everybody out there. We love you guys. Uh, be kind to one another. Please just be nice to each other. There are different types of fans. There are different types of people who... Uh, are, are just becoming fans of this this property um, you know obviously with the new movie there's a lot of different fans that they they love answer the call um, and 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 they they want to make sure that that that's included there's there's a lot of different people with a lot of different opinions and a lot of, of different likes and dislikes and um, we're in the social media age I feel like we're we're not uh, we're not reading into a lot of uh, subtext and context and and we're quick to react. We we live in hot take hell, which we've talked about before. So <laughs> just please just be nice be be nice to one another. Be kind to one another. Um, and and uh, at the very least, if you got nothing good to say, don't say anything at all. Yeah, I I just and and we can't it, this. <laughs> This is all very familiar. I'm having deja vu because I think we said this all in, in 2016. But I think uh, so. Yeah, I, I just p- please, please, just remember that you guys are all fans. You all love Ghostbusters, uh, and and again, we all have our different reasons for it. And it's uh, I just I, I hate seeing people arguing and, and fighting with each other. I've I've hated it since the message board days, and that's why the Ghostbusters HQ message board kind of fell between the wayside because it just I want everybody to be happy. I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people pleasing i'm like just be happy everybody this there's so many other things in the world to be angry and anxiety uh driven by and uh this this should be the one fun thing on our map so and if you um, can't make it life's not over there's other cool things coming we'll find we got a movie coming out uh in 2020 that we can all enjoy we've got uh plenty of comics obviously that we can enjoy I'm sure more video games and stuff are on the way. Uh, Wizard just, Wizard World's regular convention schedule has Ghostbusters stuff yeah. in all of it. So and and you can't make FanFest uh, hit DragonCon. PKE Surge is one of the coolest. I'm still jealous of everybody that goes to PKE yeah. Surge. Um, so uh, or yeah, Scotland. again, or or EctoCon. Yeah, there's so many things. Uh, so please, again, just be be kind to one another. Um, remember that. At the other end of whoever you're typing those characters to on Twitter, or Facebook, or Instagram, or whatever, there there is a real person, and that that goes for uh, our our celebrity friends uh, as well. So um, anyway, if if I can leave anybody on that note, just be nice to one another uh, if you can, please find find it in your hearts to be nice to one another. We'll see you on the other side. Who you gonna call? We Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. Visit us at protoncharging.com 
GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Everything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh. Next week, though, Careless Pets. Weird.